You guys try to get on me for being late, 30 seconds late. What if I just started the stream two minutes early? That has to buy me some future goodwill. You are on the Ship Chasing channel. We are drafting FFPC main event teams. And of course, we have one of our favorites. We just talked shop with him a week or so ago. And now he is here to draft a main event team with us. It is, of course, Sean Siegel. We have drawn the 105 slot here in the main event. Maybe we'll piss a little yellow tonight. Maybe we'll trigger people with more running back picks. Only time will tell. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> This is why I'm hot. Anita Handjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. <laughs> Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Kadarius Tony? You can't handle the heat. Hey, it looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What a treat getting Sean Siegel on the ship chasing airwaves in back-to-back -back weeks. Sean, I would say welcome back, but we left the seat nice and warm for you. Uh, welcome back. Well, I'm excited. I mean, this this is it, right? This is going to be my first main event, hopefully of many, but it does feel like the $1 million draft. Let's there go. You go. We haven't even started. There you go. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask. What are you guys going to do with your 250,000? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, become very insufferable um, would be one of the first things I would do. Uh, you know, I haven't really thought. FFPC has this marketing campaign going on right now where they say they're not going to tell you what to do with the million. And I do appreciate that. I feel like it would be weird if they told us what to do with it. But then they also suggested getting a yacht. And I did actually do a little Googling to see if I could buy a yacht for 600,000, I'm thinking post taxes, but then I was like, you're right, I gotta share it with these guys. So I think the yacht's out, unless we all wanna collectively go in on a yacht together. It probably still wouldn't be that good of a yacht. It'd be a pretty bad <laughs> yacht, probably. It's a pretty bad yacht, it's a pretty bad yacht. I still, my dream though is, how about this? If we win the million, we have to host a ship chasing cruise. I think that's just something we yeah, absolutely sure. have to do. That's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, we, we could do that. Um, Sean, I am curious, like what your volume is going to be in main events. Do you have kind of a target number? Do you just kind of pick your spots? Obviously, you're going to be co-managing with the Rotoviz guys, but will you just randomly be like, yeah, I'm going to hop in a main event team tonight? Or are you kind of already all sketched out for that? Well, a little bit of both. I'm hoping to do about 10. I think that would be a good number for this year. That would be more than I've done since, I mean, 2010 to 2014-ish, I was able to do 10, 15. Uh, but since getting heavier into some of the other stuff, it hasn't really been possible. But I think that this year could be the time. This is a fantastic contest. You're talking about, you know, how do we split the million? But I mean, the total prize money of this and a few other things will be above 1 million, right? So we yeah. can make a stretch a little bit farther. <laughs> You're saying if we win this, we'll probably also win something else. Yeah. Take down some type of underdog contest. This is why Take Sean's down. not a portfolio guy, is because when he wins, he wants to win multiple millions win. of dollars he across needs, different He needs sites. the full yacht. He needs the yeah. nice yacht. That's yeah. like multiple layers and has a butler. Oh, so good. So good. So, so Sean, obviously you've been looking, I assume, at some of the boards, some of the early main event. ADP. I mean, we are definitely in training camp is impacting stuff zone. We've seen Isaiah Pacheco go super early. Anything else just from a macro standpoint uh, jumping out to you in these early drafts? 
we are seeing, especially in this FFPC format, with the higher stakes drafts that, I mean, the running backs are being elevated, especially ones who are playing well. I think in the last three days, which I have up <coughs> on the Rotoviz ADP tool, both the FBG and the main event, Pacheco 9-12, right? So, I mean, you have to really go after him if you want him there. I mean, he's starting to encroach on Clyde Edwards Alaire, which probably not wrong. I mean, if he's good enough to knock out some of these other guys, there's no reason that CEH would be standing in his way. So, yeah, you have to be aggressive. That round eight area is almost all running back. Done some other drafts with similar formats recently where, you know, that wide receiver avalanche pushed these guys down. It'll be interesting to see how this goes today because I think that we do have to consider that at least when we're looking at some of our earlier picks. Now, the flip side of that is that some of the guys we like at wide receiver in round seven, eight, nine, ten 10 are going to be there where they haven't been maybe in some other drafts, some other formats. So I'm excited for that. It gives us a lot of flexibility. And we are in a spot where how we play the elite tight ends could really then start to determine how we go overall for a build. And so we've Sean, looked through this. We, we have some guys we, we like, and it should be fun. There's a big question here in the chat about the forecast in your area tonight, last week. Nice. Massive lightning storms. You mentioned to me earlier, we were recording earlier today, that you were still having some big storms last night. It's monsoon season. How's it looking tonight? I think it's going to be clear, but I was nervous because that did knock me out for a while last week. Some of the lightning, I, I think it came through, but some of the lightning seemed like it was awfully close. Survived that one, had some serious lightning last night, but I think clear skies. I think we're going to be good. Better not was come it? up during the zero RB targets. That's what we are hoping to. If I recall correctly, wasn't the thunder during the Rojo conversation? Yes. Yes. So it, it literally portended an ominous yes. ADP slide for Ronald Jones shot. I mean, you you did this. You smited our person. I haven't drafted Ronald him Jones. since that conversation. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, oh my I have not either. And obviously, we've all gotten some shots at very good prices. So, well, tonight's the night. <laughs> we are a few seconds away from being underway here. Like I said, we had the 105 last night. We found ourselves in some very precarious spots from the 18 after Diggs went ahead of ADP. I don't think we're going to get quite as boxed out in the first round. As we did last night, is but like Sean said, comfortable spot. Like I'm so it's comfortable. comfortable. Right. 104, I think, is slightly more comfortable. It's slightly, yeah. You, you don't, you don't have Chase I, in the top four. I don't have Chase in my top four. Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, people are taking Justin Jeff Jefferson over Cooper Cup these days. So, uh, if you want Jefferson? You got to take him. The, uh, yeah, I know the ETR guys. They have. Uh, they have uh they don't have chase in their in their top like elite tier you know i for me it's been kind of a top five at the top i've seen kind of opinions vary on that if it is four or five deep we're gonna find out tonight so it does go pretty chalk cmc jt cup and jefferson anyone gonna make a case for a non jamar chase pick here i was thinking derrick henry tonight <laughs> <laughs> Sean, any, any thoughts, galaxy brain thoughts here is just Chase the obvious smash? I think it's got to be Chase, right? I was going to ask with, even if he's not badly injured, could you take Austin Eckler above Cup? 
if Cup was the choice, because I do think that that actually is a bigger concern for me than Jamar Chase here. I mean, everybody's healthy and Cup is both safer and higher upside, but Chase also opens up some interesting things kind of overall. I, I think he's going to go 1,707. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. We are going to add Jamar Seven. Chase. You scored that at was... least 10 touchdowns. That was a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a bearish projection from Sean. Well, <laughs> I mispronounced the 17. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the injury, you mean Stafford's elbow? That's that's what has you worried about Cup? It is, yeah. Yeah, the uh, what it Sean, I don't know if you caught wind. So last night we started Eckler Najee from the eight spot, um, much to the shock, some dismay, some horror of our of our audience. I mean, what, what do you think of that back half there and some of those interesting decision points where all the tight ends get wiped? Um, I'm guessing. Do you go do you go Adams or Lamb there in that spot where we took Eckler? Or would you have taken Eckler there, too? I think you probably have to take Eckler. I think once Eckler is gone, though, Devontae Adams becomes still a very compelling choice. I think that obviously you lose Aaron Rodgers. You lose that crazy upside. You have to knock him down a few points per game. But I think you can hold a lot of the rest of it. I think that Derek Carr is a little bit underrated. He needs that guy to get him the touchdowns. And so it kind of works both directions there to where it elevates Carr. And I think that Carr being better then perception keeps Devontae Adams in that range. I think Devontae Adams is an elite talent, not someone who is merely propped up by Aaron Rodgers. So that part of it, I like. I recently took Lamb and Adams with the 11th and 14th picks in a draft. Lamb's numbers, and I kind of wrote about it today, I mean, he didn't hit the crazy upside that I think we all kind of expected last year. And Pete, I know it was extremely frustrating for you as you had him on a team that was in the mix for a huge, huge pot. And Lamb actually did not have a wide receiver one or wide receiver two performance last year in the fantasy playoffs, which is Ugh. kind of hard to fathom. Yeah. But, it, and I don't necessarily tend to buy the idea that targets are going to come from the lack of teammates. But I do think that he just has to take the next step from a target volume perspective. And last year we did see, you think talk about the yards per route run, which obviously is partially targets per route, partially you know, being able to get yards per target. His yard per target numbers up there with Devontae Adams, you add in a portion of just extra target uh, generating capacity, which he obviously has in him. He was good yeah. before the catch, good after the catch. That He's upside that you need too. from the wide receiver there, you know, should be should be the guy. He's going to add routes, too. He's a lock to add routes. Hey, guys, uh, 108 in yeah. on Najee Harris. I mean, yeah. it's kind uh, all of, I'm uh, seeing here is we got two first-round picks We got two first-round picks. That's <laughs> right. Picks last night. We got two top eight picks last night, okay? Yeah. That's why we did it. <laughs> uh, um, it, it definitely is a much different room. You know, Shelly last night took uh, digs at, I believe, was it six or was it seven? I believe he took I think him it at was six. six. Yeah. And so to have Harris and Cook go here um, definitely makes me think maybe it's a slightly different room. Although, how many times have we gotten head faked by trying to profile a drafter based on what they do in the first couple of rounds? We've usually gotten head faked by worrying that they're going to draft a lot of wide receivers, though. Generally, I, feel like, I mean, occasionally you will get head faked by someone who, who doesn't anchor running back start. But um, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited based on the, the board so far. 
Uh, Doom wants to know, Sean, are you uh, are you Adams over Diggs? I am. He has been there in the rankings that I have up. I think that Diggs is getting pulled up a little bit because of the connection to Josh Allen. Now, obviously, that's a, a valid part of it to an extent, but he's also pulled up with people wanting to play both of those guys together. And so that element of it, I think you have to watch out for. Mm. In part, I also think that there are some other fun ways to potentially play Buffalo. Now, you know, with the Raiders, you have Darren Waller, which especially in tight end premium. And if he's healthy, it's, it, he needs to, to get back out there and be part of what they're developing. But yeah, I mean, I, I, Diggs has a few red flags that I am concerned about, but only in that I would put him in that 201, 202 range which is hard for me to say. I mean, we've been comparing Diggs to Antonio Brown for a long time when he wasn't doing it. For him now to be a first-round pick <laughs> and saying, be careful, doesn't feel right. But Who are you taking in the first round? Because you told me earlier today that Kelsey should be a one-two-round pick too. So is it is it just Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook? and How many first-round values are there? Board? <laughs> Who's your personal board from, from 7 to 10? It, it, it has to be running backs. What? Well, do think that Barkley and Swift need to be up there. Adams Ooh. and Lamb probably are up there. These teams that are getting the Barkley Swift start at the turn, I mean, there's a lot of risk there, and they could be out with zero running backs <laughs> very quickly. But the upside is pretty exciting. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, definitely <clears throat> some very interesting starts here. The Barkley Swift is super fun. Uh, Diggs, Lamb, a very nice uh, zero RB start. Debo going here early this was a start well i guess we were going to go eckler and we were debating debo versus naji ben and i were on the, the debo side last night and uh and now we have uh who just came off the board here and pat had Mixon. the saddest tie-breaking vote ever <laughs> I, 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 i'm to go yeah. back and watch it but he was like <laughs> and then I found out that if uh, our two co-managers agreed on something, they overruled three ship chasing. So I didn't even yeah. have to make that vote. I could have saved yeah. face and voted for wide receiver. So I'm actually pretty mortified that I voted with uh, with my head there and not my heart. Yeah. Let's see here what the Eckler team does. Lots of running back options. I guess the next best wide receiver would probably be Tyree Kill. They go that direction. Snap pick. Pat, I will just say, lots of noise coming from your neck of the woods tonight. <laughs> Typing, dishes, dogs, air conditioners. Yeah. The air conditioner's off. Uh, I can't. The dog is is on. Yes! Who'd he take? Oh, let's Alvin go. Kamara. Alvin Kamara here. Sean, what, what are you seeing? got to be a Kyle Pitts, right? I can't rank him at sixth overall and not be on him in the middle of the second round. This is sixth okay. overall in non-Titan premium, right? These rankings are for just regular PPR. <laughs> yeah, Titan premium is the 101. No, it, it will. Well, it's going to be some Titan premium, but Kyle Pitts. This is, oh! this is the exact start we had in our first main event draft that we did kicked off back in July. July 4th start, we started Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts. Um, ended up in a true zero RB build in that one. We'll see if we have a, a different path tonight. I mean, I'm loving the, the Chase Pitts start. 
It's about as fun as it gets. I mean, it's so fun. They were the two generational prospects last year, top five picks, great rookie years. We get the year two profiles. It's so fun. There's nothing more fun than starting Chase Pitts. <laughs> I, I, Gretch said the the word you have to drink. I was gonna try to bait Sean into saying it was a generational start, but you you, you did it. You did it for us. <laughs> <laughs> What it, Sean, what do you say to people, you know, because you, you hear the the typical concerns about pits, right? The, you know, the offense might be incredibly low volume from a pass attempt standpoint. You could have, you know, just pass, pass efficiency concerns with the quarterback play. Drake London looks legit. I mean, what makes you so bullish on Kyle Pitts? The fact that they just have those two guys and those two guys will make it hard to key on either one of them, but the passes they do have will be concentrated on them. And both of them look like they'll be absolutely fantastic. When you look at Pitts and any sort of step forward, he just gives you such a big positional advantage. I mean, and there's a possibility that he goes off like a wide receiver at which point, I mean, he would be the number one guy in all of fantasy. I'm not saying that that's the most likely thing. It obviously isn't, but I mean, there's the potential for him to not just be good, but be the overall league winner in, in 2022. So we're we're back up, guys. The AJ yeah. Brown dream died. I think we would have been into that. Yeah. Uh, we previously have taken um, in our last draft. We took T Higgins in this spot. He's gone. I mean, the DJ wide receiver tier is wiped out for me. You're looking at Mike Williams, Jalen Waddle, Sutton. Well, we Evans could, is still kicking yeah. around too. Evans, we could do. We could do ETN. Where are you at, Sean? ETN is my lean here. I think that he also has a chance to really jump out. It also gives you a little bit of flexibility. I was going to pitch you guys on a potential like borderline robust RB start with ETN as part of it. If things had fallen very poorly, I do think he's a pretty fun pick at this e- spot. Let's do ETN. This is a classic. I, I vote ETN as well. Let's, classic shot move to run a, the clock down. I don't think down, we have but... an ETN share yet. We don't. Classic Sean moved to run the clock down to five seconds, though, and make sure that our guy, uh, <laughs> the guy he's talking about, is the guy we have to take. What he didn't mention is I know that, that Sean, you were not in on Evans there, and, and I think we're in agreement on that, but he, he's like a three, four turn guy in, in our view. It's something we've talked about a little bit on Stealing Bananas. I don't know that there was really another pick there. If you're not in on Evans, if you're not in on Keenan, you have to reach for Mike Williams. You yeah, Mike I think Williams there. I mean, Mike Williams would be the next guy, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah we got him at three eight last night as our, our first <clears throat> wide receiver. What do you, I mean, I, I, I know my reasons on it, but talk about the Mike Evans thing. Cause a lot of people go like, Hey, he goes in the second round of drafts. Why wouldn't you smash that? You know, at, at three, five there. The reports on gauge and Julio Jones have been very encouraging. You look up the stealing signals tool and you see that, Julio's peripherals are actually not that different than Mike Evans. And obviously you're looking at an age difference, but you're also looking at Evans sliding and having some red flags with Tom Brady. Once you start to split it with four guys, I mean, if Chris Godwin comes back and when we're talking about how we win tournaments, I think that we want the options and the guys who are going to not only be good now, but improve throughout the course of the season Evans is not a guy you're targeting on a lot of teams 
if you're pointing your team at weeks 15, 16, 17. Now, I mean, with what he's done and in a high volume offense and a elite touchdown score, I mean, could he go off and score a couple touchdowns in week 17 and be a part of it that way? I mean, he obviously could, but the target competition for him is actually at this point a little more concerning than even for some of these hybrid QBs when you add in what they do in terms of damage to the overall passing pie. And so just the prices that you're getting on him are really ceiling prices as opposed to prices where he can dramatically outperform. We've got a shot at a lot of receivers in the next four or five rounds who could easily score the same number, are probably better players at this point, especially if we're looking at midseason, late season. I prefer to have them on the team. That makes sense. And I've I've felt the, I mean, Mike Evans in a lot of places going in the second round. I mean, that felt massively rich. And that was even before the Julio signing, the bullishness on, on Godwin's return. Right. So I can see how he might feel like a fake value here sliding. Um, but I, I do agree with you. And he just, yeah. The way that, you, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were finishing up. The way that I, I keep putting it is if Godwin was fully healthy, he from a profile perspective, yeah. would go two rounds ahead of Evans. And he's looking pretty close to fully healthy to the extent that, like, I think when Evans is going second round, people thought they'd get half a year of this elite target profile and there was no Julio. And, okay, that maybe makes sense in a second. I still didn't love it. Now you have Julio, and you might only get, like, three or four weeks until Godwin's up to speed. You know, yeah. like, maybe he's not there week one. But and he's, he's going three rounds by. ahead of Godwin. Yeah. Godwin's going to be good to go by week four, week five, right? Like, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I want Godwin from week five on, easily. So and it, I do too. E Evans wasn't even getting massive volume last year, even after mm -hmm. some of those injuries. It was just they were kind of manufacturing touches for him in the red zone, like they were drying no, up. No, he did in the playoffs. In the, in the playoffs, playoffs they were yeah. using him like Devonte Adams or something, or even Deontay Johnson stuff, where he'd just like turn and catch the ball, like because they had nobody. But they were throwing out Tyler Johnson and you know what Scotty Miller and stuff. They literally because Antonio Brown was gone. Chris Goblin got hurt. They didn't have anybody left. So, yeah, I think that Gage, Julio, frankly, even one of those guys being okay kind of, like, hurts that some of that early season upside to an extent, to, to the extent of, like, that playoff target hog type of role. And then, yeah, I mean, Goblin's the number one there, right? Like, I don't think – Godwin, unless maybe his – the only argument I've heard is, like, oh, no, Goblin's going to get brought along slowly all season. And I, I guess that's possible, but if that doesn't happen, I, I really think – the Evans second round shares are looking pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and people also mentioning this, the Brady stuff, you know, we had a little bit of an update today. Todd Bowles giving some quotes. Um, it does feel bizarre. Um, I don't know if there's, it's an actual, you know, serious concern, but it certainly adds to the pile of concerns. If you're, if you're taking a guy like Mike Evans, that he is early. a 45 year old who recently retired. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wait. Did we just did we just draft a guy who hasn't played before? Ooh. I uh -oh. I tend to like to see it before I draft these guys. I need yeah. about a four year track record of performance. <laughs> We've never yeah. drafted a guy who hasn't that's <laughs> Imagine paying for future production. Yeah. Couldn't be me. Uh, now I know why you guys all Typically wanted to just take scratch all the rookies off my board personally. Yeah. 
Let's see here. Any other interesting start? So the Barkley Swift team could not resist Chubb falling to 311. That's definitely past his ADP there as we had a wide receiver run. And the Diggs Lamb team, of course, grabs Waller. Definitely fits the profile. I'm really enjoying the wide receivers we're going. We're seeing go off two, two targeted our type of receivers with Higgins and Brown mm-hmm. for Jefferson and DJ Moore, maybe. But you know, Keenan Allen over Mike Williams. We get a Rob here at four hundred one. Again, Mike Evans in the mid third. Maybe you know, maybe that's fine, but not not one that I think is a a great pick. Um, yeah, last... team two, team four, and team ten look a little scary right now. Yeah, but I, in terms of us being able to get some of the guys that we would be targeting, I I'm, I'm liking the room so far. Yeah. Last night there was Mr. Pete uh, Pete Tato head, and now tonight we have real David Montgomery in the chat firing back at my 0% David Montgomery with I have 0% Peter Overzet exposure, which is very fair, Dave. That would be that'd be weird if you had any exposure. <laughs> yeah, how, how does one even get exposure? <laughs> <laughs> well, ask my wife, Pat. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I guess uh, she has she has a hundred percent exposure. Hundred <laughs> percent exposure. <laughs> oh man, Sean. Any other uh, starts uh, or or player slides jumping out to you here? Well, Cortland Sutton goes a little bit early, and if you're a Joe Mixon believer, then that Kelsey Mixon Sutton start is at least intriguing. Uh, disappointing to see Jalen Waddle go where he is. He's somebody who can fall and would be a chat, fun pick for us in the fourth. Someone in the chat just asked, <clears throat> you have, said that you have Waddle ranked ahead of A.J. Brown and D.J. Moore and wanted to hear you discuss that. Personally, our friendship being on the line here, <laughs> I want to know what is going on with Sean Siegel's rankings. Yeah, those are Ben Gretsch specials. You got to... You got to move Ben's guys down so he feels <laughs> the need to mention them. Is this a content thing? You got to rile them up. Mm-hmm. You got to get those guys in the right spot. Deontay Johnson also going at a spot where we will now not get him. McLaurin pushing people down. Pat, is it correct that Jahan Dotson is still the wide receiver dominating commander's camp? Uh, Sean, I'm going to have to pull you back there and get you to explain why you have Waddle over A.J. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you've got Devontae Smith there in whatever round it is. You've got to get the exposure to the second-year rising superstar. It, you know, we joke about these players who are dealing with the hybrid QBs. Gabe <sighs> Davis. That's an unfortunate pick there. And one of the ways that you can get exposure to the elite guys without having to worry as much that the run first QBs are going to completely destroy him is to get some exposure to guys like Ayuk and Smith. You don't have to have, I mean, you're certainly not fully fading Debo and AJ Brown. I probably haven't moved Brown back up enough considering Smith's time missed in camp. And the fact that Brown is absolutely dominating. I do think that with, DJ Moore used to have to be at least a little bit concerned with Baker Mayfield. He didn't he didn't come through in week 17 last year. But hopefully a, a healthy version of him. Obviously, we do like DJ Moore. 
Guys, we got another player who hasn't played oh, Judy NFL snaps that we it. could consider taking. Yeah, so we got George Kittle still on the board. Um, couple running backs. I mean, are there any wide receivers here that are interesting in this range? I mean, the wide receivers just got wiped out. Marquise Brown, maybe? Marquise yeah. Brown, maybe. Brown's um, the top one on my board. But I think Brees Hall would be my This was part thought. of Sean's gross uh, triple dead zone play was Brees at, at the secondary spot. Yeah. Don, where are you at? Well, last week, Pete said that J.K. Dobbins should also have an ADP up in this range, which he does over the last couple of days. He might have more upside than Hall. Those would be one. I would, I would go with one of those two guys, Hall or Dobbins. I like Hall. I think I like that. Hall more more than Dobbins. Also, with already having another running back on the board. Um, let's do it. Oh, shit. Well, I'm in Wow, snap pick Amon-Ra. I, I mean, I had to go and open my big fucking mouth about the, the room being favorable to the types of players we like. We just got a run of guys. Yeah, it's, it's this part of the board. It's like some po- some pockets are great, and some pockets are really, really tough. So, Yeah, did uh, was there an episode of Hard Knocks tonight? Did Amon-Ra just catch a few more balls on the Last jet machine night. or something? Okay. <laughs> or no, two nights ago, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Goodness, Amon I watched Ra. it tonight, so maybe maybe everyone caught up with me. Mm. That's that's pretty brutal. Sean, would you have gone Dobbins there, overhaul? Like, given the increased sort of turmoil with the Jets' offense, I think I would start to lean a little bit that direction. But I mean, you're only going to get so many of these main event drafts. And I think that, I, I mean, Gosh. that's a good value for Hall compared to Dobbins and perhaps we'll be able to get Dobbins a little bit later. One of the things that we were talking about earlier today was that the late fourth was a spot where you could reach for a round five wide receiver because mm-hmm. round five is so loaded. This draft has been, essentially the entire round five yeah. of wide receiver ADPs in round four. So that obviously not ideal. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I think we misread the room. I think we should have taken Amon Ra or Bateman or maybe Marquise. Um, I think we, yeah. I think we totally misread the room. Well, I don't know guys, it's, 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 this is the same story. Every single draft. It's like, uh, are the, are the boomers going to do what they always do? And we're in a new they meta didn't. now. People draft we, wide receivers. They caught up to wide receivers being good picks. And now, yeah, and I mean, we got a good price on hold there, but we already <laughs> knew, I mean, Zeke had already gone off. We already knew we were in this range where people do shy away from the running backs. And, I mean, Dobbins is going to go off eventually, but you're in acres probably, but you're getting into, you know, David Montgomery, and these guys can fall. It, we missed Elijah the whole Mitchell. next tier, basically, though, of wide receiver. That's why it's so tough. We still have, I think, I still have five Ooh. guys in the tier with Marquise Brown and Gabe Davis and, and Jerry Judy and Amon Ra and Bateman and Juju. So, I don't know. I have yeah. one. I have Deontay in a tier above. Um, but once Deontay was off, this tier to me was was deeper than – I mean, these are good names, but I have I – have, I have some names that I think are pretty interesting here. That was one of them. DK was the DK was the last guy for me. And I guess I have one in kind of a sort of mini tier of his own. I I have a guy that I put at the top of the queue. 
Yeah, that's the other yeah. one that so I would So to me, here. like Godwin is the, is the pick we need here. Sean, I know you didn't have him on our short list initially, but what do you think about Dob, uh, Godwin at this spot? Well, I was going to make a pitch for us to go three running backs here and take Dobbins. Obviously, he does go. Yeah, I mean, he has to be the next guy, even though this isn't a great value on it. I don't think there's any way that Elijah Moore could get back around. He would be the other person to consider. That's the guy right after Godwin for me in this tier. I I like Godwin here. I I I think I like Godwin, too. I think Godwin. I like Godwin, I think. Let's do it. We went to RBs. I mean, they're not exactly our, you know, Hall might not be a, a huge round or, or week one hit, but the, the idea of being able to float Godwin a little bit with some actual startable running backs in the first couple of weeks, I mean, it might it might make it a little easier. Obviously, we don't have a lot of receiver depth, and having him as our wide receiver, too, if he's not playing in the first few weeks, it's not great. But at least we have some We will have depth, other, though. We will, and we'll have strength at other starting positions at tight end at both running back spots. Well, the build's probably going to end up looking more fairly similar to what we did last night. Um, It's just we're stronger at wide receiver one. You know, Jamar Chase versus Mike Williams. Not quite as strong at running back. Harrison Eckler versus Etienne and Hall, but very similar build. Better at tight end. Yeah. Pitts versus Kittle. Yeah. I, uh, Pat, were you saying we should have went... When you were saying we misread the room, we should have went receiver, receiver. I mean, was that sort of your point? Like yeah, I think we probably running? should have gone like Marquise. We were, you know, pretty interested in. It doesn't. I don't really care who we. I think any anyone from the guys who went ahead of us at five oh five would have been good, uh, and then just gone anchor with ETN. Where are you at on Marquise, Sean? He's been a guy that's just in kind of a weird floating ADP range. I mean, was he in the conversation at all for you there or just tough to take overhaul? I think tough to take. He is in the conversation. It is also something where there are a number of fun ways to play the Cardinals, so I don't feel that pressure to grab him. There's also the deal where it probably isn't going to have direct ramifications, but I think that you do have to be, and, and we saw his ADP change when he gets arrested for driving 127. So, <laughs> I mean, there are some overall decision-making things about that that are, are fairly concerning. And so I, I haven't been taking him because I think there are other ways to you know, get some exposure to not just that offense, but a lot of upside in that offense. And that's, but that's not to say that I don't, I don't have him in that range and that if it fell properly that I wouldn't take him. It It's disappointing to see all those receivers get wiped out in the interim there, but I guess I'm not concerned yet, at least. I mean, if we see it go pure yellow for the next three, three and a half rounds, that's a little bit different. I, I'm excited now about the types of receivers we can still draft since we are going to need receivers, and it does take us out of feeling the pressure to take some of these running backs who frankly, do have elevated ADPs over the last week. It'll be interesting to see how the QBs go in this one. Last night we took Herbert in the early sixth to kind of complete our stack, and then a lot of quarterbacks came off the board right after that in the sixth. You know, but we were debating. Yeah. Some fell quite yeah. a ways, right? Dak went in, was it the 14th or the 12th? Yeah. Dak and Brady were, were way back there in the double-digit round. 
Yeah, it is interesting you mentioned about the, the running back values and where those are going to be here because it does seem like, as we talk about every year, this phenomenon where the running backs get pushed up, but not just like any old running backs. It's like all the running backs that we would actually want to target get pushed up like probably sometimes two rounds ahead of where I would actually want to take them. And that that's already started. Uh, I think some of the guys that we would like to take are probably going to be like reach candidates if we take them. And maybe maybe we skip them this draft because uh, we have ETN and Hall already. Yeah, it's hard. Although this doesn't feel like a room where Isaiah Pacheco goes in the sixth round. <laughs> Be nice if he did. <laughs> we need him. Come on, Pacheco. Yeah. Let's see. I feel so, like we've just been we've been like one spot away in a, on a number of these. Like DJ Moore was there, Jerry Judy was there. Although, would we have? Where would you guys have been at on ETN versus DJ Moore? I would have been campaigning hard for more. Sean, Sean apparently thinks DJ Moore sucks, so he would have been on ETN. I'm pretty sure Sean's ETN over DJ Moore. I do think ETN is a is a fun pick right there. Yeah, one of these years. I mean, DJ Moore is going to come through with that Stefan Diggs season. And if you're Ben Gretsch or Ben Gretsch adjacent and you don't have him that season, you don't win the million dollars. You're going to feel like you did it wrong. So I can I can certainly understand the DJ Moore. That's not Moore why I'm on DJ Moore. I made an impassioned case for him on stealing in our recording on Stealing Bananas today. That will come out. It is very analytically based. Not just that I need to be on him when he does finally hit. It's going to be wow. this year, though. <laughs> and I'm going to be on him. <laughs> it's incredible that you guys podcast together multiple times a week with Sean just taking digs at AJ Brown and yeah, DJ Moore left and right. Man. I mean, this yeah. is like, it's just rude. The Ben Ben Gretsch adjacent line. Ben Gretsch adjacent. <laughs> is that how you? I think that's how you would describe yourself. <laughs> How would you describe your drafting style? I don't know. Maybe Ben Gretsch adjacent. <laughs> I do like to see this purple. That's, that's made it, like this a is bit true, easier. Nate. I am now Evan Silva adjacent. <laughs> now that Evan is doing zero RV builds. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah. It is hilarious to know that Evan Silva did a main event draft, and he would snap trade his roster with either of the two that we have drafted <laughs> the past two nights. <laughs> Although he wouldn't accept a buyout. I did enjoy that part of it. They're trying yeah, to, they're because trying to... he knows that the, I mean, him getting bought out and then the team actually being good would be far, far worse than, yes. uh, than the team not being good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now the, it's on Leone. The team needs to be good. Otherwise, yeah. Leone's the one getting Sean, what getting are you... Shit. I'm not thrilled about these first five rounds. I mean, I'm thrilled about the first two. We're, I need your trademark optimism right now. What, how are you feeling about the, the squad so far? Well, perfect. I mean, now we just we add DeAndre Hopkins and our Week 17 wide receiver <laughs> upside <laughs> is unparalleled. No, I mean, this is going to fall very, very nicely. I mean, Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, to give a little bit in the way of spoilers, we had Hall very clearly in the first round of our 2023 
projected ADP. We did differ a little bit on ETN, but have him either in the first or early in the second. These guys are going to show that off by the end of the season. I love being able to get them in there. Yeah, I mean, it, it stinks to have some of our favorite wide receivers also go off in that range. But I'm looking forward to these next picks. I think that picks I thought were maybe going to be a little bit difficult to justify as reaches are actually going to be fantastic now here in round six and seven. Yeah, it does seem like things have, you know, knock on wood, settled down a little bit. We have a couple more quarterbacks go off the board. Herbert to the 12 hole, Patrick Mahomes, both unstacked, but these guys enjoying the kind of elite quarterback value here in the sixth. Where are we at on quarterback? Are we, we're probably too far off course to consider. I mean, we could be looking at a value here. Well, Maybe in the last seventh. night I didn't even want to do quarterback because I felt like we were so far behind. And then <clears throat> the, the value slip on Herbert with the stack, I definitely came around on that tonight without it. Obvious elite quarterback stack. I, I kind of feel like we need to prioritize wide receiver here. I'm with you. I guess if something came into the seventh, that was, like a real real value that that might sway me. So Murray goes there, and he's the player who I think gives you the most upside and the most options. To have him there probably pushes us to a different position. Yeah, you like Murray over Lamar? I have them in a pretty similar range, but I think if we are looking to do some fun things with week 17 in mind, then mm -hmm. Murray is the guy with the flexibility. Yeah. And we have, we have loads of Murray. Do we have Murray on three different three. main event teams? Sean, we yeah. checked the private chat. I'm curious. You're uh Oh, we're on. We're on the clock. So yeah. Zach Ertz goes at six Oh seven. Wow. Um, yeah, like looking at, let's see here from an ADP standpoint. What are you thinking, Sean? IU? Yeah, that's the direction I would I, go with it. I if think, we miss I think on Devo, then I mean, he's the guy. And he's the, of the players I think we're considering, he is the person who's been the most expensive in the last three or four days. This yeah. is still above where he goes, but he fits perfectly with what we want to do. Let's do IU. Yeah, I like IU. I like that. Especially, too, with we have a lot of Kittle. Um, is this our first? Did we Do we have another Ayuk share yet or no? I don't, I don't think oh. so. I don't think no. we're doing a main. Yeah, we considered okay. taking him once, but we didn't, I think. Yeah. Lamar Jackson goes right there to the Dobbins owner. Yeah, I will say that <laughs> that 4-5 wrap was brutal, but it does seem like things leveled out a bit here. Yeah, for sure, a little bit. David Montgomery going is nice. You always love to see that. Yeah, that stretch in the fourth, and then even the 4-5 yeah, the, the turn. And the fact that one and two are both, I mean, right now, one has got a hero running back build, well-built. Two has got a superhero build, well-built. You know, we'd love to see some green here. I'm curious what two does here. Does two maybe take the plunge on Hertz with that A.J. Brown stack? That would be a good pick. 
with, right? I think Ayuk, I feel pretty good about Ayuk. It's definitely a reach, but the sixth round. In this room, it's not a reach, I don't think. It's not a reach at all, yeah. So he goes Pollard there. We'll take that. We'll take that. And one, Pat, this was our... We started a main event, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, a couple years ago. A couple years ago, yeah. Yeah. I think it was 2020 because McCaffrey got hurt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's and like then the Aaron Jones we've had, had in the three years. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of one hundred ones. Although we got didn't, we got a couple this year, right? I think we have some one hundred twos, which it's a great year to have the one hundred two. Not complaining. right. Yeah, the one hundred one isn't even as much of a prize. Yeah, I think you'd almost rather have the one hundred two. Maybe I don't know. It depends how you feel about McCaffrey. Yeah, having like massively higher upside. Tony, off the board. Sean, where are you at on the McCaffrey versus Taylor question? Because I do feel like, I don't know, if one of these guys has 29 points per game, it has to be McCaffrey, but Taylor's also the best running back in the league, so what are we doing? He is, and this is the season you would expect the big spike in receiving value for him with a quarterback that's favorable for that. It's his third year. The big elite backs, that tends to be the area where they make that stuff. I mean, the problem is just that they've really been talking up Hines, and Hines is sort of an underrated talent so if they do get him involved it does cap the ceiling more in that 23 point per game range whereas i I still think with matt ryan this offense could struggle now we continue to get just glowing reviews on michael pittman but they have to find stuff beyond him and paris campbell has gotten some pretty good buzz as well so maybe the offense is very Pierce as well pierce they they put him out with the starter since day one and and he's he's hung with it so, I mean, if they really move the ball, if they don't have to rely on him as much as they had to, you, you do have that potential for him to like have a 25-touchdown season if the offense is really dynamic. But you would expect his snap share and you know, his routes, his targets to drop if it's just not absolutely imperative for him to be on the field all the time. Yeah. I think they're going to – I think – my hope is that they're just good enough to be looking at the playoffs but not good enough to know for sure they're going to get there, and they're basically going to do what they did last year and just turn it over to JT. I watched some of the um, hard knocks in season, and there's coaches' meetings where they're like – literally one of the coaches just talking to Chris Ballard, and he's literally just like – he won't shut up about how good JT is. <laughs> he's just like he, <laughs> he cannot help himself. He just keeps going. <laughs> Uh, we should have known Team 2 was going to take Drake London there uh, with that yeah. start. A very Team 2 pick so far. <clears throat> oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> One pick away. Some, we're getting sniped. It's, it's the week of the snipes, Shad, boys. What do, what do we do here, Shad? Talk it through. Is it Lance? Is it stock about you? I mean... What do you Devonta think, Sean? Devonta was the pick. Devonta was the pick. That's I was fully in on that. Yeah, we were prepared to take him a full round ahead. <sighs> yeah, I don't even think we need to take quarterback here. That's what we that's could take. I mean, we point. one reach I would throw it's out just, is Sky Moore. Sky Moore has an eighty percent chance right. to come back. It's just so flat, and Lance is a potential hammer. 
I think we, we have should. other options. What are you going to say, Sean? I was going to say, I think maybe we should take Sky Moore anyway, even with the, the potential value here at QB. Yeah. yeah. I think we should. Uh, Let's do it. I think we should fucking roll the clip. Sky Moore, two wise. It's the fucking sickest name I've ever seen for a wide receiver in my goddamn life. I feel good about that. We've got we've got outs at quarterback. We were running out of them at wide receiver. The 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 sirens feel like the thunder of this episode. <laughs> Look, we pushed Sky Moore's ADP into the seventh all summer and then funded it back down just so that when main event season came around, yeah. we could <laughs> we get did. him at 705. We, yeah. We we couldn't have it go up into the six, you know? We, we had to put yeah. him. That high. This yeah. is a steal. What you yeah. guys don't understand is this is a steal. <laughs> Sean, the main event landscape is very different in 2022. Would you agree? Then previous years i would i mean everybody has come around to actually attracting the players that score the most points which is <laughs> a way to play it i think uh the sky more pick there is fine i mean he wasn't necessarily going to come back to us Old strategy. in in round eight and he's another player who could very easily be drafted in round two next year I've been excited about this entire Chiefs team, probably way too excited about all these additions. And then, if I understand correctly, in the last 48 hours, basically every other impact player on offense decided that they were sore and, and needed to take like a week off. If that's the case, then Sky Moore jumps to the front of the queue, and we're talking about a 1,400-yard season. Yeah, Juju's nursing a sore knee right now. He's not, he's not practicing. Pete, I'm afraid you played the wrong clip. Yeah? What clip did you want me to play? The David Bell clip? The Avalanche clip. No. Oh, the Avalanche clip. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can play that one, yeah, too. That's, as Sean, Sean said, the, the, good, the, the players that score points have been going. And it's it's you know what? a little avalanche It took the FFPC grinders a while to figure it out, but boy, did they figure it out tonight. Oh, dear God. I love that he just never moves. Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, my God. I I do. I really want someone asked. I played that on another stream and someone was like, what? What happened to that guy? And I generally like that did not seem good. The I, first I mean, time I saw that on Twitter, it was with uh, a comment that he survived. So. Okay. I choose to believe that. I imagine okay. he did. Yeah. I, I like to think he's the one that uploaded that footage. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, what's the mindset? Oh, man. Robert Woods at 710? That's an avalanche draft. What's happening? It's an avalanche draft. Can we go back and not make fun of everyone for not drafting wide receivers 
so that they don't yeah. start yeah, let's, uh, wide receiver. Leone's watching this and he's, he messages, I hope you're happy now. Look at the mess you guys have created with wide yeah. receivers. Uh, <laughs> We're all trying to find out who did this. <laughs> Whose fault is this? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we may be... This is maybe a mistake. <laughs> this whole... Just thing. the entire concept of <laughs> the whole enterprise of, yeah. of ship chasing. Yeah. yeah. Um, thanks. Thanks for coming out, guys. It's been real. I, I really wanted to. I just feel like that's what you just happens when you it? snipe us on Devonta Smith. <laughs> <laughs> just finish this draft without recording it. I did leave it for a half second longer just so some people thought we were legit rugging the stream. I'm, I mean, I'm maddest at myself for being excited through three rounds that, like, all of our guys were going to come to us in this draft. Look at what's happening. And literally since the point I said that, everything is shit. It's, it certainly is. It certainly I will is. say, you know, our theory of, like, Ramondre Stevenson going in the seventh, there he went. So, like, some of the, the stuff we were talking about before of, like, okay, we want some of these exciting zero running back type of guys, we might not have gotten them. So it is possible that we get through this super reach period here and, uh, and come out the other side. Yeah. Jalen Hurts finally goes off the board there to Nickelback. Holy cow, Brandon is right. Look at this Raiders onslaught from Team 12. Oh Devontae God. Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Josh Jacobs. Sean, I know you're a closet Raiders super fan, right? Definitely, definitely. You, you <laughs> love Carr. You love Derek Carr. I, the AFC West is going to be <laughs> one of the greatest divisions of all time. And that's going to that's gonna fuel all these teams. We're going to see... Some That's just scores. Classic dodgeball from Sean. Just dip, I up, know. dive, yeah. dodge, and dodge. Let me ask, <laughs> AFC let me West ask. as a conference. <laughs> Sean, what running back? Uh, cost doesn't matter. Just completely in a vacuum. Who do you take? Josh Jacobs or Amir Abdullah? <laughs> Amir Abdullah, right? <laughs> I, 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 I love it. He's the player on this team that has a role. <laughs> Yeah, Sean. What round value would you say Josh Jacobs is? I mean, he and Antonio Gibson are like sitting on the park bench trying to figure out in round fourteen if their value's at that point, right? I mean, Rojo, Josh Jacobs, and Antonio Gibson walk into oh. a room. Who are you adding to your fantasy football team? Well, I passed oh. on. Ronald Jones in the 18th round the other day, so this obviously isn't serious. But I mean, he could actually get cut and land on a team that would have a role for him, <laughs> whereas Gibson and Josh Jacobs seem like they're stuck. Yeah. Yep. It's not pretty. Is That's Ronald like more going at 804. That's also not pretty. You know what is funny? The story. You know, we have the training camp and preseason cliches. You got the best shape of your life. You have X players lining up in the slot. The new one this year that I'm super excited to get added is this star player we thought was a starter is actually playing on special teams now. The <laughs> David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson on special teams. That's the new meta. 
it is funny. I guess I think the Gibson stuff just has to be a punishment, right, for the fumble. Wasn't he no, back I, with the? If anyone here has read 19 articles about the Antonio Gibson situation in very obscure journals, probably one of them from like a Washington D.C. college student, it is shot. The college students have the best info, so. <laughs> Sean, talk me through. Do you have bookmarks? Are you an RSS guy? Like, do you ha- I want to know your process. Do you have Google alerts on every single player in the league? I don't even know what any of that means. So. <laughs> wow. He claims he just Googles their name like five times a day, which I don't believe because I try to do that and I can't find these articles that you're reading. Oh. Okay, we're back up. All right. Trey Lance, we thought about him there. I think we made the right pick. Ben, do you say we stack this bitch up? I, I would like to stack this bitch up. Sean, any know. other stuff we're missing other than Lance here? There's a wide receiver that I don't know if will come back. I'm going to put yeah. in the private chat. He's the, he's the, you guys probably know who I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. That's who I'm that would be my only other concern, and we do have a Burrow out with the quarterback, but I'm fine going Lance, and I think there's a very good chance neither gets back to us based on the one, way they seem to build it. One, two definitely look prime for a quarterback. Two could there. easily grab they, Burrow. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think, Sean? Yeah, I mean, Burrow's not going to get through the Higgins drafter, and so I think either way, I mean – you look at how week 17 will play out. I mean, Jamar Chase going for another 300 yards and five touchdowns with Burrow is the one that probably gives you even more upside for the full season. I mean, Trey Lance is going to finish as the QB1. So. Yeah. Trey Holy cow. Pickens in the eight. What is going on? Pete, you clicked as Sean was talking about Burrow, and I started getting nervous you were picking Burrow. I, I, was, I really wanted uh, Lance there. So. Yeah. I, th- I think it – so you think – Sean, what's your – flesh that out again about you think Burrow has more, like, playoff upside down the stretch and you like more of Lance's regular season upside, or am I kind of misunderstanding that? Yeah, no, I mean, you look at Week 17, and it's much easier to see how Chase and Burrow together is going to be more dynamic than Ayuk and Lance together. I don't know that Ayuk and Lance – need to even be together. Although I'm certainly not against it. I have a lot of teams like that. Um, I mean, but, you're talking to a big week 17 stand, but why aren't we, why aren't we talking week 15 through 17 for, are you, is that what you mean for, for these teams? Yeah. When we're looking at, at winning the million dollars here, obviously we got to make the full stretch. I think that. I'm filibustering is my favorite comment. <laughs> oh my God. He's a, he's a, he's a filibustering. That's what it is. <laughs> I do this every time we do a draft on Stealing Bananas. He filibusters until there's two seconds on the clock. So is that the direction we're going, Ben? And I'm like, mm, no, yeah. Well, Ben doesn't have control of those drafts. So he's he's double hit on all those. Hey, I got to check Murphy's, I think. I think it's a Rotoviz thing because when I did the stream uh, with Colum and Zachary Kruger, they were talking about lots of issues with them talking too much before the picks. It, it is a streamer skill that you build up of, you know, being able to push it until the last possible second when you make the selection. Wow. All of our ambient noise is gone once Pat mutes himself. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Cordero Patterson, CEH, 
George Pickens. Oh, God. Miles Sanders goes. Murphy has this game where if we let him keep the ball that we play fetch with him at the park, he comes in and then he drops it under stuff. Like he'll <laughs> roll it under the couch and then he'll desperately try to get it back from under the couch, which he never succeeds in doing. And then he freaks out. So, <laughs> I, some of the I'm, ambient noise. I'm really surprised Team 2 risked Burrow going to Team 1 there. I'll be really curious if they take Burrow here. Seems like a really nice pick with this build. Agreed. Agreed. I'd be kind of shocked if they didn't. Where are you, Sean, on the the Chiefs' backfield? Feel free to not talk about Ronald Jones, but like, is your do you think is does all this shuffling make Ch stand out to you more? Or are you still wanting to play it as cheaply as possible? Still as cheaply as possible. I think that I mean I have a lot of concerns about if the Pacheco buzz can really hold or can be something that turns into fantasy points in the context of this committee. And yet, I mean, I think you have to consider him there. I also think it's been great for McKinnon actually until, I mean, you know, Pat was mentioning Juju with the four I think that McKinnon is also now missing practice. And I mean, there was a reason they only deployed him in the rally playoffs last year. So, yeah. Uh, Sean, any can anyone make a case for anything other than Garrett Wilson here? Because we were kind of sweating that last time around when we passed on him for Lance. Well, I was going to say that Penny would be the other guy, but he does go two picks ahead of that. So Wilson is my highest rostered player, and because he's the guy who will come back to you just every draft. So. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, he yeah. I had it. mentioned that there was a guy that maybe we should take over Lance, it was Wilson. Because yeah. I just was worried about yeah. not having a wide receiver we liked in nine. We got Gary Wilson in nine. It it has worked out, too, because we, we have a decent amount of Elijah Moore, decent amount of Kittle, um, you know, getting these the, uh, the other options in the passing game uh, is nice here. Uh-oh, you're right, shit. Garrett Wilson never played. <laughs> Ooh. God, God damn it! We keep doing this, guys. We need Trey to Lance think about that. Trey Lance has only played like two games. Too. Yeah, yeah, barely any. <laughs> yeah. This guy Moore hasn't played. Brees Hall hasn't played. We are. Chris Godwin's injured every other game, so he's only played like probably six games in his career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would venture a guess that we have the fewest amount of games played on the roster yeah. in this draft so far. We really honestly might, because even our second-year guys haven't played for the most part. <laughs> uh, all right. I feel like it was rocky there. I wanted to shut down the stream. I wanted to go back and not say all the things about how people should take wide receivers, but I feel like <laughs> For the like last five years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I mean, Garrett Wilson coming back around from that turn being, you know, really pretty sharp with receiver throughout. They, The one and two drafts decided to go away from receiver. I mean, obviously at some point they're going to, but, and also the three drafts are going running back, running back. The four guy goes Pickens, Alave. Pickens is, I mean, fun pick at this point, but. 
ahead of Wilson also. I mean, Pickens and Alave, I don't think belong ahead of Wilson. So just get that was we, that was a pick me up we needed right there. Wilson it got really a of a tier. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for sticking with us. The best draft Josh has ever witnessed. I'd say probably watch more drafts, but I, I <laughs> yeah, I watched some of our <laughs> other drafts. Of it. <laughs> no, was... <laughs> What's the shower narrative? Did I mean literally? Brittany is in the shower, so sorry. Chris Diaz says, "Guess what, guys? What is Pat hiding with that green screen?" I think the shower narrative has some validity. Don't tell a bunch of men in their mom's basement that your girlfriend is in the shower, Pat. That's an internet. Movie. Well, I wondered if they heard the shower <laughs> running right now as part of the ambient noise. <laughs> That's what we call a no-no. Srikanth <laughs> uh, asking about Chris Olave. I mean, I think we definitely would have been interested in him if uh, Garrett Wilson went uh, instead. But yeah, Chris Olave went off the board there. Yeah, we Team talked Ford. about him quite a bit last night, but yeah, but we all think it, Wilson's a better prospect, especially. Yeah. Lost some targets to Wilson and, and JSN in Ohio State last year. Kind of looks like a secondary receiver, and he's in an offense with three really good target earners: Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry. Alfred the Turner. what do we, what do we think about Team Four? They have a lot of players we like. I mean, the Pickens that early. I mean, Sean, is that? Do we think that's justified there, or do we think that's still rich, him going ahead of Olave and Wilson specifically as other rookies with better draft capital? Um, where, where are you at on that? I think that that's fine because at, at this point, he looks like the player who should have actually been like the 103 in rookie drafts. And, you know, his trajectory before he gets hurt what he's done early on. The quarterback situation there is a concern, but it's a concern for Garrett Wilson. I mean, it's a concern for Chris Olave. I mean, he definitely should go ahead of Chase Claypool, who went a few spots ahead of him. He should probably go ahead of Christian Kirk. I mean, I think you can make an argument for him going ahead of Alan Lazard, Robert Woods, and Hunter Renfro. So from hmm. that perspective, I almost think that, you know, Ricky Bobby there has gotten a pretty good price he's somebody that if he had been there instead of wilson for us i would be just fine with that i mean we took sky more but how much of that is because he is on the chiefs compared to what pickens has shown if you put george pickens on the kansas city chiefs he'd be a fourth round pick i mean he's that good yeah. the situation is that good you i mean you'd like to hear what was going on with the steelers with the chiefs with the patriots all those picks in that tight cluster if some of the teams that made moves there if the chiefs thought that they were going to still get pickens if they were still i mean obviously there, i think the chiefs have to be very happy with sky more do you is is that information there's a report there was a report on that yeah that they um the chiefs wanted i forget the name of the defender but they wanted sky more and a defender and they basically they were going to take the defender first and they kind of like so it goes through and then uh pickens and Pierce, I guess, went off the board, and then they flipped it. So they, they were like, no, no, we're, we're taking Sky now because they lost their cover at wide receiver. Uh, but Sky was the target over Pierce and Pickens all along, according to that. Sean, I, I'm pretty sure from what I've seen from your stuff that you're even slightly above market on Deontay Johnson. Like, how are you thinking about the quarterback play 
for the Steelers? Is your take just like it can't be any worse than last year? It doesn't matter if it's Trubisky or Pickett. How does Claypool fit into all of this? I know we don't want to fall into the trap of like too many mouths to feed. I know you like Fryermuth too, but like if all of these guys, or is it you just think these profiles are so nice that you can bank a huge outcome? Or do you really think that the Steelers offense could be, you know, sneaky, really good? Yeah, there are a number of little things to unpack there. I think that it could sneaky be good. I think that the quarterback play actually is going to be better than it was with Ben Roethlisberger. The concern I would have is that they could actually still just become much more conservative, even if the quarterback play is as good or better, just because there's such a big difference between what Roethlisberger kind of brings in terms of, you know, what he's done for the franchise and their comfort level with him. Maybe he can't, you know, he can barely throw the ball across the line of scrimmage, but they don't think he's going to lose the game for him necessarily where, I mean, their current quarterbacks, they do. The The flip side of that though, would be that I don't think that they really have the running back depth to go, you know, much more running back heavy than they already are. I mean, Najee Harris is maxed out. They don't have a backup, uh, you know, teams can find other guys to touch the ball. So that's not any guarantee, but I think that when you have Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, both of those guys, like if we end up being wrong about this offense, and I think you want to, I mean, number one, you want to target the elite passers. We've seen how they take these guys and, and make them the stars. But if you don't get receivers connected with good passers at a price that works, the next thing you want to look for is like, where could we be wrong about an offense? Because if we are wrong about an offense and you have an elite talent, a wide receiver, then suddenly that guy, can smash ADP. So those would be kind of the, the ways that I would go through that when we're looking at players at different price levels. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes the, sense. Ricky points out the, um, the character stuff was a concern for Pickens. And I think, but to me, it's like, he seems like they, it seems like they love him in Pittsburgh. So maybe he's not everybody's guy, but he's a Steelers guy. And with that type of stuff, like if it's not the talent, that had him dropping in drafts and it wasn't the injury concern, which was a major injury concern. He, he barely played after tearing his ACL the previous year in the spring. Uh, I mean, I, in some ways that's good. If the talent, if the character stuff ends up being kind of like a red herring. Are, is what you're saying, Pat, that George Pickens has that dog in him? <laughs> I think that is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. This is, this is going to be an interesting pick. Just looking at like best available ADP, generally guys we like, this feels like a running back pick to me. Yeah, I'm ready to pound the table if we get uh, the guy I want following one more pick. Sean, any other thoughts about the, this pocket of the draft we're in? Yeah, I was, I was looking here and thinking that it is a spot to pivot back. I mean, there are... There are still some fringe wide receivers, but I know that Ben is crushed that our guy Romeo Dubs goes, which I made the bold prediction that we, this week that he was going to lead the Packers in receiving maybe by a wide margin. And then like the very next day, Aaron Rodgers came out and said, he's doing everything wrong. So that one, that one didn't last I mean, very long. What are you going to do? Like He's a rookie. Oh man, we got a big faller. Is that who you're gonna pound the table for? I I'd love to take Rashad White here. I think he's a perfect fit with the ETN Brees Hall start. Um, you know, Kenneth Walker's dealing with a groin injury that you know it's gonna cost him early season playing time. Uh, and are we out on I mean, James Cook? 
James Cook, I was just reading Joe Buscalia from The Athletic, was saying he thinks his role is going to be smaller than people expect, and he very, very much expects Zach Moss to have a role this year, particularly at the goal line. So, to me, it would be White. Uh, since we already have the two guys, we can just swing for the fences. He's the perfect upside pick. I've been taking Walker ahead of White. I'm, I'm curious Sean's thoughts. I think the only reason we can get Walker here is because he's currently hurt. And if you fast forward 10 weeks, I mean, I was going to argue for Rashad Penny a couple rounds ago, but I think you have to have exposure to both of those guys. He would be my vote. I'm Walker. Reg. I'll go Walker. All right, Pat, you've been overruled. Uh, Pat is not happy, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a reason he's here. The injury seems like. But but you have the whole selling point on Rashad White is contingent value, anyways. So you're gonna no, be no, I know, like, but you're gonna be sitting Pete, on White for for weeks, anyways. That's the main that's the main uh, appeal. But I like I've said, I, I really think White will have a role on early downs. You know, if, if Ronald Jones got forty plus targets uh, from Tom Brady, White can get targets on early downs. He doesn't need to get the third downs to get targets. Um, well, I think. Even I mean, training I like camp has White. been awesome for White as well. I like White a ton too, but when it's that close I, and there is a massive faller, I think you have to play the ADP game there. If he was healthy, I would one hundred percent agree. But I mean, Pete Carroll is a liar, and he he said it's not a sport uh, sports hernia, but it's like definitely a sports hernia. He could be out. <laughs> he could be out till week six, week seven. Like I, I think it's a major concern. Yeah, I just I I doubt we're playing Rashad White until until that deep into the regular season too. So I just don't know if that the waiting part doesn't bother me when you're comparing those two. I think you're underrating how startable white could end up being if he, if he's able to, to work in just again, just as a, a change of pace guy. And we get the information on how good he is. I mean, let's see, like if he works in as a change of pace, it's, it's Naheem Hines last year, right? Like that's, that's what you're looking at. Yeah. Which, Which be. I mean, but no no one's getting excited. I mean, you're starting that in, like, pure zero RB builds. But I don't I don't think that's, like, production you have to prioritize in the 10th round. Well, it's a bo- it's bonus uh, standalone value while we get the big contingency swing versus... Yeah, and there's bonus. Guy comes back. Kenneth Walker isn't as out as long as we think, too. I do think it's really comparable, yeah. so I'd just rather play the, the ADP game because I, I do think there's a chance he comes back to us here. Those two, to me, are pretty even as is just because they're going to split an early down workload. Like if, I mean, if Penny got hurt, Walker would be awesome. But the, um, the beats there have been very, very consistent. Travis Homer is playing on third downs. So now you're looking at a split early down role. Uh, I think there's scenarios where we don't feel confident starting Walker for most of the entire season. The entire season. That, that's because he's in a split role with Penny. I mean, Penny right. was the best running back in football at the end of the but last year. But that requires Penny to stay healthy, too. I mean, Yeah, it requires Penny to stay healthy. It's hilarious yeah. that, that Walker's the injured one right now, but obviously Penny's whole thing is he's been healthy for like six games. Right. But Penny's really good. Like, is Walker going to supplant him if he isn't hurt? Yeah, I mean, I guess I just have a hard time. He, he might be healthy, and if he is, that's great. But, like, 17 games of Penny at this point would, feels like a, you know, a dog. It feels less than a fifty percent chance. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, his his injury history has been horrific. Sean, any other thoughts on that? Well, I was interested in hearing Pat talk a little bit more about how camp has gone for White and his separation from 
some of the other guys there. He didn't, I mean, it's just obviously a handful of plays. He didn't look that comfortable in the first preseason game. Yeah, I, uh, I, I like both. I think they're, they're in a similar tier. I mean, I would have been psyched to get Walker if he was healthy. I mean, that would be a sweet, a sweet ADP value. Um, he, but if, if Walker happy to was play healthy, the ADP he, game. Yeah, he Walker's healthy, he's going in the eighth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The, uh, I so, also, there's, a, there's a couple rookie wide receivers here too that are, are still pretty interesting. We are away and, oh, I, I knew he was good. He's watching tonight too. Um, took James Cook. He's trying to out youth us. Um, I, I, I really like Dotson here. What are your guys' thoughts? Um, Let's see. What else That's we got? That's just miserable. I didn't so know you part loved of the reason Rashad I leaned White Walker was the ADP. He's my highest owned player. Yeah, I think I was... it's a. I think it's just a smash, an absolute smash. Um, let's let's recover. Let's make yeah. this pick. I, anyone make a case for anyone other than Jahan Dotson? I'm the only one to have said a name. He would Sean, be the guy uh, for me. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, I think I think it's a good pick. Unless it's a yeah. tight end. I mean, the only one that would be a tight end. Yeah, and I just feel like we saw this play out too, where I think we can. This tier of tight end, I think, might extend yeah. back to us. Let's go. Twelve. Let's go, Dawson. One of the Pat, things when you when, when you look when at they both said Walker. Part of the reason I said Walker was the ADP element, and thinking there was a decent shot that White might actually swing back. Well, there, I mean, Cook was going to go, and there were a couple other names there, and Melvin and, and Henderson being the ones. I, I mean, five running backs ended up going in the eight picks, and he still almost got back to us. Yeah. Yeah, from, from trying to get both, that was the right play for sure. And it would have been awesome to get both. Yeah. I like I like getting another upside crack at a wide receiver. And this is, Dotson's another guy, too, where we talk about when you do go true zero RB, where dot, this is the range where we're grabbing – Spiller or Madison or Hines, you know, because you're needing to get some upside running back plays. So I'm pretty excited to get a, a stab at Dotson here. Yeah, we don't have any him yet, right? I believe that's our first. Sean, every time I listen to you on a pod, you're talking about uh you said you're reading that college DC blogger and he said he's the, the star of Commander's Camp. Yeah, I you have to be extremely concerned with Carson Wentz. And that would be one of the reasons why I don't really understand Terry McLaurin's ADP, even though McLaurin has had these elite peripherals. But the other problem for McLaurin Not is just elite. that, I mean, Jahan Dotson has been better than him, according to everybody watching Washington. Now, does that mean that that carries over to the season, which is a very different story than training camp, very different story than the off season? You know, I don't, I don't know that you know that. I mean, you probably have to give the veteran the edge, but if you're going to have an offense where probably there are some questions again about the overall production it can sustain, I think you want the cheaper piece, but especially if there's reason to believe the cheaper piece could be the highest scoring part of it. And I know it's just one pretty meaningless preseason game against the scrubs from other teams. But I also think that when you're looking at late season, there's a possibility of Sam Howell, playing and making this 
a really exciting offense. And if that's the case, I mean, Dotson is is just so similar to Chris Olave. He's a lot less expensive in all formats. And in the offseason, he's been a lot better. And so, again, I mean, you're getting like multiple kinds of discount when you're taking Dotson at this level. Yeah. Yeah, the Dotson, he's been consistently cheaper. The Olave versus Dotson ADP has always seemed a little weird to me. And Olave's ADP just like hasn't really budged. You know, we've seen Pickens and Tolbert and even Wandale, like those guys just screaming up boards. And, and both Dotson and Olave have just kind of chilled in their same ranges. It is fine. I feel like there's only enough hype to go around. And it was on Dotson before, and now it's moved to Pickens. No dead money on Carson Wentz's contract after this year. Just yeah, huge cap number, twenty six million. If they wanted to keep him, yeah. If things are not going well in Washington, Sam Howell sees you. I like this. Him. Is definitely that zero RB pocket here in the tenth and eleventh. Walker, Cook, Melvin Gordon, Henderson, Gainwell, Rashad White, Madison, Hines, Spiller, Michael Carter, all off the board there. Sean, where are you at on Spiller? Because he's it seems like he's behind Josh Kelly right now, but Josh Kelly stinks, so that, that might not last long. Yeah. It, I think he would still be a very fun play if the price corrected for supposedly how he's performing in camp and what he still has to do and how early he could have that production. I, I'm surprised to still see him here. I think that he was a little bit of an undervalued prospect. And then he goes into that perfect situation and he kind of gets bumped up again. But it's a little bit tricky. I mean, I think that Brian Robinson there at the 11-12, I would put him in the same group with Walker and Gainwell and Rashad White. I, he seems like really? he should be going well above the rest of that group. Talk to, talk to me about Brian Robinson because you, you'll know far more about his prospect profile, but just like thinking about it through a role standpoint, and even if he does have, you know, the goal line work and the short yardage stuff, I mean, Gibson, for as much as the jokes, he's not going away. J.D. McKissick going to play passing downs. Like, what is the path to Brian Robinson smashing? That he just completely puts Antonio Gibson on the park bench? Well, Zachary Kruger has me on him in all of our drafts, and I am grateful for that because now I have some exposure as he continues to get more expensive. I think there's a scenario here where – you know, one of the things I was worried about last year with Leonard Fournette is that if the Buccaneers played irrationally, you would have Fournette squeezed from both sides. But instead, what happens is that he actually pushes both guys out and gets all the high-value touches. The situation going on in Washington is somewhat similar, and Brian Robinson is not the talent level of a Leonard Fournette, and we know what you know we think of Leonard Fournette. But he is a guy who has the size to do goal line. He has the flexibility to do receiving work. If they had somebody push both other players out, it looks like it would be Robinson. And I mean, again, you just don't want that much exposure to what is probably going to be a terrible offense. But the price there, even you know, at eleven twelve, the price is fine. Yeah, yeah. He he kind of sits in that dead zone. At least he had been. Where to me, Michael Carter does represent a tear break. Uh, I guess Khalil Herbert is another guy I toss in there. And then there's kind of that dead zone of backs and then there's all the like you know contingent flyers um after that and so he's like a guy i've glazed over 
a lot, specifically in best ball, just knowing he's been drafted in like 100% of drafts just based on where his ADP set. But maybe I need to to give him a longer a longer look because I guess I just haven't been able to wrap my head around where he really smashes. And that's kind of the thing too, where I have been the whole offseason is I thought that he would get squeezed and just, you know, especially in redraft where you have to pick your starters. I mean, are you going to be able to pick the games when he gets a goal line touchdown? But it's right. evolved into a situation where you could have a lot more than that. I just threw a yeah. guy in the bottom of the queue. I like the guys at the top of the queue more, but I think we're going to get some at the top. The guy at the bottom of the queue feels like he'd be a good addition to our field. I like the guy in the middle of the queue. Yeah, which, I, I like the, that's the that's who who just moved the first and second guys around. Was that you, Sean? It was. Yeah. You want to go that direction? Okay. The only thing Sean does looking, I guess you could make the case either way on this side, the short side of the board, positionally where you think they would go. I guess Team Four after us is is definitely taking a tight end. Yeah, I like I like that ever play. That's. That's what you're thinking, right, Sean? It is. And, I mean, we probably wouldn't play him a ton if Pitts does what we think he's going to do. But Everett does give us the other huge potential play. And it takes it off the board for other teams. I had mentioned that he didn't seem like he was doing that much in camp last Wednesday. And then, you know, they talked about him being this massive red zone threat recently. I, I just don't see how. I mean, he seems like he should be going around nine. So, in the other thing, too. If Pitts is what we want him to be, Pitts is our flex wide receiver, right? And so if you get a guy like Everett who you think can give you top 10 tight end production and with our kind of weaker wide receiver. Yeah, that receiver would really room, help us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Everett, might, Everett might today, like he might be a week one starter for us. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Pitts is probably, is definitely probably flexed if we yeah. set our week one lineup right now. Right. Hmm. Um, all right, I'm putting Al's question up because he said he's a longtime Gretsch subscriber, so that's good enough to get the question up for me. He missed the first three rounds. He wants to hear the thought process o- over ETN. Well, I would say, first of all, scroll back and watch, but yeah. Gretsch, you want to give your boy a quick synopsis? Well, the wide receiver options were kind of a tear break. We were looking at, you know, T. Higgins in the late second goes AJ Brown in the early third goes DJ Moore goes one pick before us. That's a tear break for me and my tears. Uh, we weren't as high on Evans who we talked through a little bit Keenan who we talked to a little bit Williams and Sutton are sort of the top of the next tier range for me with Waddle. Williams was the guy that we would have taken at receiver, but it did feel like a little bit of a drop off. And so, yeah, that's the way I would describe it. Now, Sean, why did you take Eno there? Oh, sorry, are we pretending you're not Team Four? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to keep both windows going at the same time. But. <laughs> I wondered why you've been so quiet when uh, we're making our decisions here. Wait, where where did we take Eno last night? Was it 14 or was it earlier than that? He might have been 13 or 14. I, I do remember we've... saying something like, this feels like fucking Eno rage, and then we just took him. Yeah, it might have been the 13th. <laughs> And then we had debates on uh, odds that Eno Benjamin outscored Sanaji Harris, and it was probably closer than the draft capital would indicate. <laughs> Which we can say as Sanaji Harris drafters. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that's nice about getting a share of Najee Harris is then you can become part of Najee Harris, the hive, the Twitter. Like we got to quote retweet a video on our, yeah. our Twitter today. Of Najee we got invited to the discord. And, we got invited yeah. to the discord. All the high tea guys have been smashing beer cans on their heads with us this afternoon. It's just been really nice to be welcomed by that community. <laughs> The, the video of him running up the hill yeah. is so uninspiring. Like, yeah, it looks like an old man. <laughs> I mean, I was fired up, man. I mean, I watched that video and I'm like, this guy's gonna have a game where he catches 17 checkdowns. Like, I just yeah. get absolutely. Fired I watched up. it and said that I thought hyper. What is it? Sisyphean is the new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the new running back. There you hyper go. Hyper Sisyphus. I don't think he's uh, ever gonna make it up that hill, but it was a good effort. Well, Chris, look, we'll own the libs with Najee. You're pushing it with Odin the libs with Zeke, though. That's a bridge too far. I feel like Absolutely. the libs, uh, the libs have, have a pretty good track record with Zeke. Yeah. They've not, they've <laughs> not been owned for a couple years now. Oh man! So we have Gesicki, a little tight end run here. I definitely think we play Hamler. Hamler goes. Pat. Hamler this went. Was your guy? One dolly. Let's do it. That's I a fun couldn't one. handle another Korean sad puppy dog face if he got sniped. I'd have been Rashad fine with White, Waddell, okay. Yeah, yeah. One dolly, one dolly is a nice to have. Rashad White is a essential uh, get him in every draft type of play. Sean, are you good with one dolly? I am. I, I he's the other one with Garrett Wilson that is the highest exposure. I do think there there is one other player here, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely very good with that and. and I think that in this particular draft, we probably have a better chance for the other guy to fall, even though his ADP is slightly earlier. It's interesting with Eno over the last three days in FBG and main events, he's been at the 1412, Williams at the 1501. So very tight together there. Handler's been in the middle 15. So it is too bad to see him go, but again, not a huge surprise. Sean, throw that other player in the chat because yeah. I'm, I'm having a hard time. Also, it seems like a lot of the chat doesn't know how to pronounce his name. Um, Chris G, I actually sent him on a reconnaissance mission to figure out how to pronounce his name. He uh, went straight to the horse's mouth, and it is, in fact, Wandale. So if you guys don't like that, you can take it up with Chris, but it is, in fact, Wandale Robinson, and, and the rest of you are just flat out wrong. <laughs> Well, that is also the coolest way to pronounce it. So that's great when it fits <laughs> together. Wait, is that was that that was a bet, right? Well, is it actually Wandale? It's Wandale, just like it's Rondale. Okay. Rondale and Wandale. There's Got the it. Moore brothers and there's the Wandale brothers. That's right. Pat Leonard was on Rotowolf Football Show two weeks ago, and they asked him who the backup to Saquon Barkley was. <laughs> and he was like, I think it's Wondell Robinson. Really? Yeah. It's like, if if Saquon went down, now I'm sure Brito would get a ton of run, but if Saquon went down, Wondale would get used in the backfield a lot, is what his thoughts were. Wow. We're, fun. we're one preseason game away <laughs> of him getting like a couple jet sweeps from him going where George Pickens went tonight is what, what you're telling me. What were the odds? <laughs> yes. Yes. What were the odds when we didn't start with, we started with just one running back through four rounds that we would hit 
at least four rookie receivers. I want to say that that was probably... Minus 600? It was definitely minus something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was not in the plus. It was a it massive should, favorite. It, it should have been in the plus, but it was a massive favorite. I, I still see a lot of the chat trying to like push back on this. I'm, I'm telling you guys, I've done my 1,000 hours of research. It, I, I actually talked to his mom. I did a DNA test. We got kind of a family tree with genealogy, and it, it is, in fact, one dale. <laughs> And I like I just, this, uh, <laughs> this comment from Eric, the Dalai Lamas. I like the that. Dalai there's, there's Lamas. That's got to be a team name this yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The chat is, uh, they're getting royally farmed right now. They're a, a very nice, <laughs> fertile soil. They're also furious that Wandale, Wandale is too short uh, to don't, play so running back who? currently. Who's too short? Uh, Juan, Dali. Juan Dali is too short okay. to play too, running back. Too a short position, to play running back. A position, a position he played. <laughs> Yeah. And, and you definitely need to be six five to play yeah. running. Yeah, back. the position where being short probably hurts the least. <laughs> well, every, one of my that... one of my favorite things about running backs is when they say they used to play basketball in college. Yeah, everyone talks about that. I wish someone had mentioned that to the Chiefs though before they pulled the trigger. If, if Robinson weighed ten more pounds, he would be going in round seven, right? And so. Even if there are some mild concerns there, you're still just getting a fantastic price. Yeah. We entered another, some wide receivers going off the board. Uh, after our Wandale pick, Osborne, oh, Hardman, Palmer, Parker, and Gretch, how pissed are you to get sniped on your boy, Jarvis Landry? 1401, like, that's some great value right there. Could have been a nice veteran presence to our young receiver room. Sean, does does Gretsch just pound the table to draft Landry every time you draft with him like he does with us? <laughs> it's, it's out of control, honestly. That's that's been Sean over the years. Just like a huge Landry guy. Look, if you're watching this, don't make any memes about how much Ben loves Jarvis Landry. <laughs> He absolutely hates it. Don't do it. Like if there was the meme of, you know, Gretsch looking over his shoulder at some other <laughs> wide receiver and then looking at Jarvis Slater, just don't do it. Don't, don't, do that. don't, don't make a meme of him looking at AJ Brown and then looking to see <laughs> Jarvis Slater. Don't make that meme. He won't like it. Don't do the Drake meme where he's like AJ Brown or T Higgins. Nah, Jarvis Slater. <laughs> yeah. don't, 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 don't do that. The, yeah. Don't make that meme. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Any, any other good meme formats for this? Because you're <laughs> laying them you out know, pretty good. I got an idea of what my mentions are going to look all like right. in a half an hour. Here it goes. Uh, it's the it's the guy uh, at the in the corner of the room at the party, and everyone else is dancing, <laughs> and they're going. They don't know that I love Jarvis Land. <laughs> it, it seems like some people in the chat are still struggling with the Wandale thing. I don't know what your guys' sources are, what you're reading. I, I literally pronounce NFL players' names on stream for a living. I, I do think I would know. It is, in fact, Wandale. I, I don't know what to tell you guys. Chris says it's literally pronounced, and then he spells it the same exact way twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced this, not this, but I don't yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, I'm the one on TV talking, and you're the one typing, and I, I think you should probably trust me. Then your Jarvis uh -oh. Landry pick broke the draft. Yeah, yeah I'm checking in on, we have the commissioner uh, was trying to take Devontae Parker and it auto oh, they didn't even Henry. want. 
Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. way back there. Wow. Yeah. And Parker's already off the board. Mm. Oof. I don't know if I've ever seen this. A, a four or five pick rollback? Oh, Brandon wondering. That's Pat Phil Helmuth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat Phil Helmuth, yeah. Pat Phil Helmuth. That's well known. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Pat Phil Helmuth. <laughs> right, I well, mean... I think they'll get a beer while they decide whether they can jack Devontae Parker from the 12 hole. <laughs> yeah, Kyle asking Pete, television? Uh, dude, the amount of screenshots we get of people Chromecasting, ship chasing to the big screen. I mean, Kyle, what's your Twitter handle? I'll have everyone send you the screenshots of them watching ship chasing on the big TV. You know, I've kind of felt like Antonio Brown sometimes and thinking kind of like the greatest thing that I've missed in life is getting to watch ship chasing on the big screen you know, personally, but, um, you know, it's just, it's not what you can do when you're out here on the field, you know, doing these drafts, be like watching ship chasing at the projector at Red Rocks, you know, just sure. I could, I could well go back and watch it later, but it won't be the same. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not the same. There you that, go. So Kyle. that Antonio Brown thing was so funny that actually made me like reconsider what's going on. Like that was so like it was so funny. It can't be. It has to be kind of a bit, right? Uh, so my thing is like Tom Brady has a really good social media team. He's still friends with Antonio Brown. I bet Antonio Brown's like, can I get one of your guys to help me with the Twitter posts to rehab my image? They come up with some funny copy. That's kind of my. My I, I I believe that. I mean, it was just so on point. Like it was like the the most like self parody, but genuinely hysterical thing. It, it does. It feels like it feels very sharp. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, guy you floated there, Sean. <laughs> I think that's a misclick. <laughs> Sean is I mean you know I, I was trying to check what round of the draft we're in based on some of these names that are in the queue but I guess we are pretty much in that territory now but Sammy Watkins is not a legitimate choice if it were a 30 round draft so wow we need to get you on with Davis I think it's like his highest owned guy a lot of people in the chat are trying to say that the AB thing was from a meme account but you guys are actually just the ones typing on the computer and I'm the one on TV and he actually got Tom Brady's social media manager to help write that post for him. And that's oh, why so, it was so funny. Okay. It's a meme account. Cause then he retweeted it, I guess. No, he, it was an original post. Was it? All right. It was an original post. Yeah. Yeah. Did Roto world write that one up? Uh, I don't think so. Most goes Gallup was the guy a little bit ago. I thought made sense, but with Godwin, I actually don't think it made sense, but. I, I don't think Gallup's price makes a whole lot of sense. I think he'd be going before sort of the wide receiver window. If you were healthy, he's not entirely healthy, but he should be on a pretty similar timeline to Godwin. He's not on like a long timeline. He seems a few weeks behind Godwin, but... Okay. Yeah. They were asking him about week team... one, and he was like, no. Yeah, he said he's not going to be ready for week one, but the, yeah. like the earlier talk was all about they were going to try to avoid Puff. The first three okay. weeks.
Chris says this team needs some week one correlation. This team needs some week one production, buddy. I mean, before we can even worry about the correlation. I mean, I, we're Rondo. We're, we're not. We're not going to. What territory are we in? Sean, what are you seeing on the through the matrix here? Well, yeah, I mentioned Paris Campbell earlier. Robbie Anderson, though, also an interesting bounce back play. I mean, then if we are you Robbie Anderson get, over a guy like Isaiah McKenzie? I think I am because the McKenzie thing. I think it's still tricky for him to end up with fantasy production that's playable because Shakir is also very good. And so I think that that third spot gets cannibalized. Is that not the case, Pat? I I think McKenzie's running away with the job right now. And Shakir, they're talking about him playing someone on the outside as well. So I will say, Sean, another guy you have in the queue. I like McKenzie. Sean also has Paris Campbell. I prefer Paris Campbell to Robbie and also very good with McKenzie. I prefer McKenzie of these guys. Ben. Then right. vote quickly. I don't take you to these guys, so I'm I'm shocked that these names are being discussed. I I, I did uh Paris Campbell because that's who Sean had up there uh as well with Robbie. And then Sean Wait, snaps pick, yeah. snap picks McKenzie. Yeah, Sean, very tricky of you there to say you don't want McKenzie just so you can I got snap you guys off of just in time. Why didn't this ship chaser from the four spot? Why didn't you introduce yourself before the night started? I would have taken David Bell there. I'm surprised we weren't on, on that pick. I think McKenzie and and Paris Campbell offer some upside, but also some early season production. Uh, and McKenzie, um, I mean, yeah, I, I like his profile for the early season in particular. Um, Kyle, who tried to doubt that people watch ship chasing on the big screen here, here it comes in from Daigle. I assume he invited Silva over. They got some popcorn, some M&Ms going. They are watching the draft on the big screen. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right, let me get the draft back up here now. There we go. But, uh, the Shakir stuff has been positive. Uh, the the guy Joe Biscaglia, who writes for the Athletic was saying that he he thought that Shakir basically wouldn't have a role um, to begin the season and now he thinks he'll be active and they're they're using him in the slot but they're also using him out wide he doesn't think he's gonna like threaten Gabe Davis's snaps but basically Shakir has kind of got multiple paths to to getting on the field somehow. Mm. What's your? Nah, I'm not gonna go there. I like the running back at the top of the queue right now. I want to get like a lot more of him. One, two, three, four, five. Well, we're we're probably Sean. I see you floating wide receivers. Do you think you want one more wide receiver, and then that would put us what? three more running back selections before kicker defense. Is that where you're kind of leaning? Probably it, it, the, the name that Ben threw out, I do really like, I think that he's going to be the main guy there in the second half of the season. I also think there's another early drafted wide receiver who could be the main guy there in the second half of the season. Also we're back into the range of zero RB candidates that, I mean, you don't necessarily look at them as league winners, but, really could bring the 
first six week value. And depending on how healthy our guys are, that could be important. The, uh, who, so who, who do you guys want here? I mean, I would go with McKinnon or Ronald Jones personally, but I don't see them in the queue with nine other running backs in the queue. I'm definitely on board for a, uh, for a running back. I'd be good with David Bell or, um, McKinnon. I think we we'll probably win on, on Jones if that's the target. Sean, do you want a wide receiver here or running back? Let's let's take David Bell to make sure okay. that we get him in this particular room, especially I think with not getting a few of the early wide receiver targets that I don't know. I mean obviously he's not gonna be now with their offensive situation and with the time that he's missed, he's not gonna be Anquan Bolden as a rookie in the first month of the season. But He's too good not to at least keep on the roster and look at him and see how he develops over the first couple of weeks at least, and then we can get off of him if we need to. Uh, Sean, are you a little worried about the fact that David Bell hasn't played an NFL game? Hey, Pete. Oh, my God. How did I miss that? Oh, he's the manager of the Reds right now. This is this is David Bell. We should do a highlight reel of him managing the Reds. see the thesis behind the david bell pick and now i completely understand why we did it <laughs> that's a nice close dance home run right yeah. there i just love the actual highlight reel of david bell from the reds i love that he's actually managing the reds i love that he's in a shouting match that he's getting ejected from the game those are some good david Bell highlights from managing the reds <laughs> Let's just hope that David Bell doesn't go the way of Visca and never have highlights good enough to replace the David Bell, the manager. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We keep setting the bar lower for these guys. Oh, man. Uh, Sean, I actually want to do this one because we had this decision point last night. Haskins, I know you had a, a fun article up the other day, 20 bold predictions. Some of it tongue in cheek, but some classic Sean nuggets sprinkled in throughout. You said Hassan Haskins was undervalued by a few rounds last night. Pat brought up some good points about the other rookie, Julius Chestnut. What is your take on the running backs behind Derrick Henry right now? Well, Chestnut fumbled in that game, so he's got to be done for good, right? No, I, I, I don't know enough about Chestnut, and I think that that development there is interesting. The thing that was impressive to me was that for a guy who – I mean, he's in the mid-220s. He looked much more agile as a receiver than I was expecting. And, I mean, I think that Derrick Henry is going to – I'm rooting for him to stay healthy. I think that he's going to have a good season, maybe the last really big season. But if he were to miss and you have a big back who was very productive in college, can fill that role kind of like Deontay Foreman did last year, but also can catch some passes, that part of it and, – and not only did he look very good – in the secondary showing that agility at 
you know, 228 pounds or whatever he is. But the coaching staff was also raving about his pass blocking. I mean, I tend to, to always not worry about that, sometimes to my detriment. But if you do, you know, look at how that game played out and you hear the coaches saying, I mean, he's got this already, which allows him to then quickly get out and be an outlet option for the QB. That part of it, again, when I, I think that big backs tend to be overvalued. And so I end up with a lot of smaller backs. But when you do see a big back at a very good price, someone who then also has maybe a little more pass catching upside than you expected, that was the part that jumped out to me. Makes sense. Uh, we have another meme that just came across our desk. Uh, bonus points on the Photoshop for this one. They don't know <laughs> that I love Jarvis Landry. Look at the bed headshot. Photoshop. Fed's barely laughing. But we it. told you not to. We shouldn't. No, we said, we said not to do this. So you shouldn't have done not. this. Yeah. yeah, come on, man. We we specifically <laughs> said not to make this mean. I mean, come on. There we go. More more big screen. Uh, uh, I know that was an accidental retweet there, but you know, yeah, it was. Yeah. I know you didn't actually yeah. like that. So Pete, the block cool. button. You got to click the three lines and the. I try yeah. to keep the feed pretty clean. That's my bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Albert, for your meme work. <laughs> Hmm. Jerick McKinnon does go. One of the things here, and I'm interested in how you guys like to play this, but when I take two running backs early, I'm also pretty comfortable with the entire rest of the board being yellow. <laughs> we did I that mean, with we the NFC team much, yeah. last year. We went Taylor round, won the one-two turn, and then we went Swift on the whatever i guess four or five turn and then uh because it's third round reversal and then we basically didn't take another running back and we never found another running back basically for the entire season and we won would, the league would you say sean like i i get that more too if you are starting say two of those first round running backs mccaffrey aaron jones just looking at the board the barkley swift does it change at all for etn and hall you know assuming the thesis with Hall being like, yeah, he might be losing a decent amount of work to Carter early coming on late. Do you worry about early season running back production if you only have two of those guys or three in that scenario? Not really, because I think that either way, if there is a running back after week one, after week two, who's like an 800 bid that we're definitely going for him regardless, we'll be trying to add running back firepower to the team i don't know that has to come in the draft and one of the things when we take these guys in rounds three and round four we're very much admitting that we could be wrong and if you're taking their running backs in round one and two i mean you you've got to really i mean basically you're saying i'm not wrong right but even if we're saying we could be wrong it doesn't worry me that much to be thin at running back because we are making that bet and i think that we'll end up with enough overall strength that even if we end up kind of middle of the pack through six, seven weeks. And one of the things is that the fantasy season can end on you very quickly, but I still think that we would see that rising, that ascending kind of team to where as we made it toward the fantasy playoffs, it, it just would be very, very good. In so I'm not, words, I'm not pushing to, to say, let's don't take any more running backs, but I just, if we had a still a yet another wide receiver that we really wanted, I'd be okay that way. In, in other words, Pete, what he's saying is he is a true piss boy and he wants to continue pissing. 
So the only other thing I would bring up in that scenario is because we have drafted so many rookie wide receivers, those end up feeling like very tough cuts early on. And so if you are playing for those $800 empty the clip bids, like the question is, who are you dropping, right? Because a lot of these guys you want to be willing to sit on and wait for them to develop and wait for those I was going to float fuller because he would be someone that would be easy to cut. He just went. Right. So how do you think about it in that context, Sean? Because you're looking at our board here. Like, every time is who do we cut? Be able to cut him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but to Pete's point, you know, you want him to be either an $800 bid or someone we're cutting, and yeah. we would know very, very early before the season started which one he was. Well, I think that if Alec Pierce comes out and has a big week one, then Paris Campbell is cuttable. I think that the other wide receiver that I basically have 100% of, uh, if we drafted him here and – He's the fourth or fifth receiver in week one. We could just cut him and try and get him back later. I do think that a couple of guys, the 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 two sort of sneaky receiving backs that I just moved to the top of the queue, I mean, they're guys we might want to see what they do over the first couple of weeks and actually have them on the team not have to bid for them. So that would also be a path if you guys like those guys. Yeah, I think the wide receiver in our queue will probably come back to us. So who is are we are we looking at Abdullah territory here? I'd be okay with Montgomery with if we want to go with that. Yeah. Um I'm I'm very in on those guys. I, I would be P Ryan first, but I'm very in on okay. those too. Okay, let's let's do P Ryan, because I do think we'll probably be able to get one of those pass catching. Is that guys. not though, Sean, what you're thinking? No. Yeah. It's not, but because uh, you're not thinking a handcuff on this roster. Because that's a guy that you're sitting on, right? Whereas yeah. the Abdullah stuff, you get that peak right away. I thought you might mean that he has sneaky receiving because he, I mean, he could still be playing on receiving downs more than Chris Evans. I, I, he is right now. Evans, but yeah, he is, and he did He's still ahead year. of Evans now. I mean, yeah. he even caught like 30 balls last year, 32 balls, I think. One of those two I, guys will be a third down back there. I think he was in the P- top of the queue, so I when you said that you moved him to the top of the queue, I thought you actually were thinking of him. But he is uh I mean he's a easy pick late in every draft right now for me, P Ryan. Yeah, the only difference there between him and the other couple of guys we were talking about is I don't know that we need to see what he's gonna do in week one. Yeah, yeah. Whereas right. the other couple of guys we yeah. probably do. Yeah. I yeah, I should have let let's go with Abdullah there. Yeah, I mean, the play with P. Ryan, we still have three weeks. I mean, something happens to Mixon. You know, P. Ryan's probably like a fifth-round pick, um, which has value. But... Yeah, I I like... I mean, I don't know. I think a duel is a fine pick, but I do like the contingent value with P. Ryan. I'm not even that big on P. Ryan, because I think Evans will eventually take the job. But... Yeah, Evans is, I mean, definitely an issue. I just feel like they're not going to let Evans play on early downs. Like I think his path is to just be like the third down back, be Geo. Piron's like the handcuff and mix in. I, I think that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that maybe by week seven, Piron's like not getting any work at all. You know. So we have two more non-kicker defense picks. I think one of them's for sure a running back. Sean, would you still be looking at a wide receiver with one of these picks? Yeah, if if both of the guys don't come back, especially 
And I do think that the receiver, the receiver never goes except for when I'm drafting him in the last round. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to go. I also like to throw in, I mean, Ronald Jones was still on the board. <laughs> I mean, do we want to grab Abdullah or Montgomery? I'm fine with either guy. I am too. Gretch, yeah. you want to finally get your flag plan of all flag pants that we haven't taken yet this season? I mean, the the I'm thinking of Pat saying that they're running a Mike Shanahan offense in New England, and there's reports that Abdullah is in the James White in Las Vegas, where it might actually be more of a thing this year than in New England. Talk it out, Gretch. This is your pick. You have to decide between Ty Montgomery and Amir Abdullah. I'm gonna take this Ty is Montgomery. riveting. If you're if you're gonna make me, t- I'm gonna take Ty Montgomery. I mean, I gotta I gotta for the benefit right. at least. We gotta get right, some Ty Montgomery. Roll the clip. <laughs> yard line. Tate will take the snap, hand off Taylor, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Arizona. Taylor to the end zone for the touchdown. Play you one. Tate will hand off Taylor, dives over the top. Touchdown, Arizona. Kessel will run the play. Hand off J.J. Taylor, right side. Spins oh. away at the 15 side up to the 10, the 20, 25 out to the 30, gets a block to the 40, to midfield, turns the corner, Sun Devil 40, foot race down to the 35, to the 30, and out of bounds, near the 25-yard <laughs> line, first and 10, Arizona. Pistol set, he will hand out J.J. Taylor, squirts to up the 50, first down, breaks a tackle and dives, goes the screen pass, and it's caught, 35 down to the 30, 25, over <laughs> a man at the 20, and a first down, J.J. Taylor. Taylor to the 10, Taylor to the 5, he leaps into the end zone, head over heels, touchdown Arizona. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I just had to go to the bathroom and thought that was the best way to do that. <laughs> Those are some very stylish Arizona Wildcats uniforms. You got auto-picked. Uh, Tyquan Thord got auto-picked after I promised oh. Sean... I'm down bad promising my co-managers that players they love will come back to them. <laughs> Especially, uh, well, I guess Ty Montgomery, uh, at least that is a player that Ben loves. Ben needed it for the brand. If Ty Montgomery is this year's Cordero Patterson, it and Rex doesn't have, have a share of him, it would be We gotta have him. We gotta have him. Yeah. Um, Sean? Are we gonna be all right fun? with six rookies receivers, Sean, or are you devastated to lose Ty Thornton? <laughs> I mean, you gotta have all of those rookie shots right <laughs> uh, more reports out today that Tyquan Thornton not just a deep threat gets open everywhere I will say like it is Where everyone knows was it a high schooler <laughs> like please send me the link I want, I want to read these reports if Sean had like a shadow network of like beat reporters he employed just to feed him direct information yes. And I, I, what I want to imagine is that Sean has like a flip phone for every single team in the league. Yeah. And he only gives that number out to He's a few. The He's Adam chapter of fantasy football, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say, though, Sean, to your point, I mean, obviously the dub stuff, the George Pickens, highly publicized. I mean, I have my Twitter list that I, I check for news and beat reporters, and it is every single day on Tyquan Thornton. 
every day. It's just like, it's nonstop. I swear every day I log in and someone's hyping him up. The, we it, mentioned earlier, one of the, the listeners mentioned the character issues with George Pickens and the Patriots wanted Thornton in part because they felt like he had elite character in addition to having this 4-2 speed. And even though, I mean, is there a really high chance that they look bad again for this pick with how good Pickens and Sky Moore look like they're going to be? That's a risk for them, obviously. But I think Thornton is going to work out for them and be a big-time player. It sounds like Parker is doing well. It sounds like Myers is doing well. We know that the offense needs to develop, and we talked a lot about that last Wednesday. But I guess I'm still optimistic for it. I mean, what Pat was saying about Bill Belichick being the expert, I mean, that, that's fine with me. If he's going to be the guy, then, you know, the best coach in football working with some of this stuff, Mac Jones too. I mean, he's going to, he was good last year. He's going to take the next step. If he gets a guy who gets behind the defense. I mean, you look at the beginning of that playoff game and Ty Juan Thornton is immediately open 30 yards down the field and Brian Hoyer misses him. Right. So, I mean, if Mac Jones can make that throw this season, it's probably a much easier and, and more viable play in best ball, but yeah. I mean, I don't know that you're going to get to the point where he has enough weekly volume that you feel like you can start him. But I don't think it's impossible. I mean, he's he's a pretty cool dude. The unfortunate thing that you failed to mention throughout all of this, with all of the reports that you're reading about Taekwon Thornton. <laughs> Here we and, go. And Pete, that you're also reading every day, is that they come on line two after the Ty Montgomery <laughs> report on line yeah. one. Every day in every practice, I know because all the ship chasers tag me on every report or DM them to me. Thank you, guys. We have the real breakout patriot. Uh, new bit, Please guys. no one make a meme of, of Ben with his arm around Jarvis Landry looking at Ty Montgomery. No one do that. Well, I was going to say, I think Ben's gotten kind of sick of all the Ty Montgomery tags. I do think we need to shift to tagging Ben in Jarvis Landry reports that he might miss. I think that would be the ultimate service for Ben. Luckily, Gretsch. there's no reports on Jarvis Landry because he's Jarvis fucking Landry. <laughs> Our listeners will dig up some Jarvis Landry reports for you, I promise. Man. I feel pretty bad about this P.I. Montgomery combination, though. I kind of steered us on the on those two, and uh, Sean misses Tyquan Thornton, and they're probably not the right fits. I'm 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 thinking ahead to Week One, and how Sean's going to try to break the news that he wants to cut both P. Ryan and Montgomery for additional <laughs> wide receivers. I don't think he's going to tell me. I think he's just going to put them in the waiver bin. Yeah, that's what he'll that do. I don't yeah. Notice. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. And then when I bring him up, he's going to be like, well, no, we can take him out and be really nice about it. Yeah. But I'll yeah. have to just let it go, probably. It'll be a very gentle letdown. Yeah. So I have a guy that I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll get back on my my top podium here for. Nice. Um, now that Abdul is Speaking gone. of which, Ty Montgomery, some are calling him the Rashad White of the Northeast. I'm just going to put they are, it they, they, they are saying that. Uh, no, you meant the... Uh, <laughs> the the northwest <laughs> sean can you write an article <laughs> definitely in your house why yeah, ty montgomery yeah. is the arbitrage rashad white just to make pat feel better yes i think we should legit legit take the arbitrage hassan haskins who is ahead of hassan haskins and normally you don't put a udfa ahead of another rookie unless he's legit ahead i know he fumbled but Vrabel actually was complimentary of how he bounced back after the fumble. And this dude, like, popped in every single number that I look at to the point that it, like, broke some stuff for me. He was 
carried a huge workload, was hyper elusive, 44% breakaway percentage. He can catch the ball. Chestnut? Julius Chestnut, dude. I think everything you like about Hassan Haskins, you should like about the guy who's ahead of Hassan Haskins. I'll put the Haskins stuff aside, but isn't it the same archetype as the P Ryan pick where we're not going to really get any clarity on it early enough? The clarity would get is that, you know, they literally put Hassan Haskins on the practice squad. I think I'd probably be like Beatty or I don't know, but I'm, I'm fine with it. If you have, Sean, who are you? we have 10 seconds, you better put him in the queue pack. Cause I don't see it in the queue. You take this hot dog, dude. Someone make us a Joey Chestnut <laughs> hot dog. Zach Boss. Clip. <laughs> I just got Zach Boss. Pat, I thought you were, had your guy in the queue. No, I didn't put him in the queue. I haven't, I haven't been putting people in the queue, man. I, thought, I don't know. Zach Moss, Zach, Zach Moss is actually a, a pretty good pick. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. He's a pretty good pick. He might have a goal on roll. was that you or Gretchen yeah, or Zach Moss? This is Moss your in? worst. I mean, this is the worst draft for you getting the guys that you actually want. You were <laughs> typing so furiously and then took Zach Moss. Yeah. I thought you were logging Pete, Pete literally just sits back and goes, well, you better put him in the queue, buddy, if you want him. <laughs> well, I, I haven't touched <laughs> like, the queue in like I haven't picked now? a single guy in this whole fucking draft. I'm responsible for this one. I've made a pick in like six rounds. It's like there's picks flying in the okay. queue. You got to get in there. You have access to my account. All right. Well, uh, uh, Sean, was that you who put Zach Moss in the queue? It was. I. Uh... <laughs> I mean, there's, there's I actually like one... the pick. I like that pick. So there's got to be one share to balance out all the Devin Singletary. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, let me let me read you. Uh, let me get let me get this report up today. I was, I was gonna say that we away. brought the zero RB king on and didn't it, let him pick any of our our late round running backs, but we did. He accidentally picked Zach Ball, so we got one. We need to get in the kicker here. tank here, defensive tank. Sean, this report today on on Moss was so so good. Okay, I was uh, really worried you were going to read a chestnut report, and I was like, this is going to sting too much. So here, so Moss was written off by many this offseason. Oh, wait, uh, yeah, pick pick whoever. I don't care about Sean, do you have any or... kicker defensive takes? No, I was going to uh, suggest McPherson earlier, and then I was wondering if we were getting the rare situation where there was kicker news during the draft. Well, you guys that seems do... like a fall for him. I mean. Yeah. What about Matt Gay? Rams D first, right? Shouldn't we go deep defense first? If you got one, say it. I, I tend to go kicker because we keep them longer. We turn the D's. Yeah, Matt Gay's Paulson's yeah. number two kicker. Let's take him. Someone's got to do deep or kicker work over here. I guess it's me. You guys' kicker work is literally just looking at Paulson's right Do you have a better <laughs> process? Hey, yeah, I don't if see you doing has the work, a Ben. Better process? I mean, I'm open to it. <laughs> You got aggregated kicker ranking somewhere you're holding out on us? <laughs> I keep getting asked for my Panthers of this year. Like, oh, literally, yeah. like, six times. Yeah, figure kidding. it out, I'm man. Like, there wasn't, like, I'd never had a DST to take in the first three weeks before. I just thought the Panthers were a great play last year. But the Panthers of this year play the Browns in week one. They get Brissett. They get the Giants in their high-volume passing game and Daniel Jones in week two. They still have a pretty talented defense. All right. This is a good point by G on the Moss pick as well. 
the take a peek on the Thursday night. He says you get the take a peek, and also if there's the injury, you saved five hundred bucks if something were to happen to a uh, to Singletary there. Here's the here's the uh, thing from the Athletic. Moss was written off by many this offseason, but it's notable that the Bills continued to believe in him, evidenced by using him on reps with Allen. Moss was the first runner to take a snap against the Colts and also the first to leave the game. In those snaps, he showed explosiveness and had cutting ability that was missing last season because of a lingering ankle injury suffered in the 2020 postseason. It helped prove that what the Bills have seen in practice has not been a fluke and that the injury hampered him quite a bit in 2021. Now completely healthy, Moss could become an early down threat to Singletary and the team's top goal line back if his strong summer continues. Even not at his best, Moss, 1.12, nearly doubled Singletary's yards per route run in 2021. Moss was also the team's top running back down the stretch in 2020 before his injury, meaning the Bills still likely believe in him. Sean, are you willing to torch all of your Devin Singletary shares to go on a ship-chasing cruise with us led by Zach Moss? Heck yeah. I mean, (laughs) and... And there's going to be more Zach Moss late over the next three weeks because what we saw from Singletary down the stretch last year, I don't think that's a fluke. I think he's very good. But Zach Moss, another one of these guys who could end up, I mean, I don't think that he's going to because the other two players are more talented and they've definitely invested in them. But I mean, if he could push both guys out, the Bills offense is going to score a ton of points. They showed down the stretch last year that there is a path to some of the running backs getting some of those points to scoring some goal line touchdowns. I mean, some of these backs with Zach Moss's profile actually do break out a little bit later. And so if he were to have that kind of season, it's easy to think, well, he's the third guy, but with the way this offense is going to work, if Devin Singletary were to get hurt, I mean, you're talking about now Zach Moss is your league winner. So at this price, I I do like it. It's also funny because the, there's some chats in the comment, like, you know, imagine buying into Zach Moss, like, that was the same narrative on Devin Singletary last year. <laughs> Everyone was right. like, and I was I was skeptical of Singletary. We got luckily, Pete, you got me on a couple of good shares, but I wasn't as high on him as Moss because uh, I was like, well, we know what Singletary is. You know the other narrative? We're in the fucking nineteenth round, and you can post <laughs> a Swiss cheese worth of holes into any one of these selections. So. I'm with I'm with Bonefish here, RW Bonefish. So it sounds like they want to trade Moss for a fifth round yeah. pick. Yeah. I mean, the, well, this the isn't coming from the coaches, here. though. Yeah. This is coming from the guy watching what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fair. All right. Let's get in the lab on defense here. But be very cryptic. If Sean put the Chiefs at the top of the queue, that was that cryptic enough for you? Because he <laughs> wants the Chiefs in every draft, in every year. He just like, yeah, they're Chiefs on the road versus Kyler, Sean? Right. I don't like that. Well, he's not. That's not the top draft, not the top defense in the queue. <laughs> it's not? Uh, it's the only one I can see. That's the only one I see. They get the Chargers in week two, too. Like, yeah, they're going to be shootouts, but ooh, now it's been flipped. It Diehard Chiefs awesome, fan but... picks Chiefs defense. Uh, cool narrative. Oh, I like the defense he just picked. Let's Could see. This matchup. is... This is, you know, I spent all offseason memorizing the Week 17 matchups. It's probably time for me to memorize the Week 1 matchups. It probably is time. <laughs> I'm literally about to start writing the walkthrough in really? a couple days. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who do the... I think I'm number two. I like. think I like the number two best. Who does the first team play? They the have... Steelers. 
the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, that's a good one. I'm in on that. At home. Yeah. The number two on, on the smash. road. Oh, fuck. Oh, wow. Tipped our hand on the Bengals, Alpha. That's what happens. What? We are on the clock. Who, who did you say Baltimore plays? The Jets. the Jets. Oh, yeah. Sounds great. Flacco? Yeah. Gimme. Gimme that. <laughs> Gimme that. Yeah. Any any other votes? No. No, no. That's that's Ravens, come on down. Carolina Panthers are gonna outscore them in week one, but you know, that's alright. Yeah. Like all right, Sean. I need you to recap this team. I need you to spin a yarn, weave a tale of why this is the team that allows us to get a yacht. Well, we talk all the time about drafting the player with the widest range of outcomes at every pick <laughs> as long as you're not buying the upside outcome i don't think that we are here right you have chris godwin he's going to come back and be their top receiver when we need him the most brandon Ayuk has been a, supposedly a transformational player at 49ers camp and is back to looking like he did down the stretch in his rookie season when he was uncoverable sky Moore now benefiting from all these chiefs receivers and other skill players having various body soreness garrett wilson the number one there with the jets dotson robinson and i don't think it's impossible that david bell is our guy and is a a 10 catch per game player over the second half of the season we know trey lance is going to come through and rush for a thousand yards he's going to be Lamar Jackson plus because you have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. It's almost impossible. And then you have this fourth player who is very interesting in Danny Gray. I mean, he would have to be really bad as a passer to not make that work when you consider that he also has one of the best coaching staffs in football. He's got the big arm. He could unlock these guys. I'm really glad that Trey Lance is still going here in the eighth round. I'm surprised that he hasn't climbed higher just because it's so easy to see how he scores points without even being good and then if we're wrong and he actually is good it's just a a world-breaking type of outcome i like gerald everett too i i probably have way too much of him but the flexibility there at tight end we know in tight end premium with the ffpc you have to have that i think everett probably should be going around where zach Ertz is going well, Zach Ertz should obviously not be going that high. Yeah, but... Zach Ertz is going in the wrong spot. <laughs> I, I like the team. I mean, it's going to be a team that is fun to follow because we didn't draft a lot of locked-in production due to the wide receiver avalanche early and due to our decision to take a couple dead zone backs. But I kind of like that, and I think that, I mean, you want to be a year early on some of the evolutions as opposed to simply chasing things. I'm not saying that ETN and Hall are going to be the backs that actually make this work, but I I like taking some dead zone guys here and being able to start the draft with chase pits, as opposed to having to start it with the two running backs in order to get that same type of upside. It's a fun team. And, and, you know, obviously you're going to miss on a lot of those rookie receivers, but because you have so many of them and because the prices don't fully reflect what they've done this off season, the ones that you hit on are going to be very good selections at their price. 
yeah, I mean, this is this is the all upside team. I love it too because we're getting into pockets of the draft where we're not normally making those selections. I believe, right? This is our first ETN and Hall share, which are two guys I know all of us love. And so to have a board where you know the room forces us there, there into those selections, it, it does feel fun to get shares of uh, of those guys, and then to just keep tripling down on the the young upside breakouts knowing yeah a good chunk of them are going to bust they are going to miss but the ones that do hit hit in such a massive way that they turn the tide for for your team so i think it's a pretty fun team it is i uh just shared something with you that um really emphasizes how good our team was where did you share this with me it's on the i shared my oh uh oh yeah. this is the meme we need (laughs) that is the right meme meme. that's a great meme Uh, i also just got tagged on uh let's see you had you had chris g tagging me on jarvis landry ejected from saints packers joint practice so we got some jarvis landry news (laughs) yeah hey man he's committed he's committed you know he's not he's not lollygagging out there I got to give it to a uh, gobbler who did that Landry beam because he had an incredible beam last night. Evan C- Silva and the ETR guys drafted a zero RB team. And then the ship chasing guys drafted two RBs with their first two picks. You would think it would be the other way around because Silva talks big, but I heard Pete does his own mulch. I mean, <laughs> oh, what, like what world imagine just reading this tweet and even just being like a fantasy football fan but not in like maybe you know Evan Silva and then just like reading this tweet like how you're like what the hell is this (laughs) what what is this tweet there's like seven inside inside jokes there yeah (laughs) um well Sean as always uh a real treat drafting with you uh always fun co-managing with you and uh people love hearing your thoughts and of course they can do that over on the road of his overtime podcast with Ben on chasing not stolen bananas that's what i keep wanting to call call it chasing stolen bananas because that's the name of our team but you potting with ben weekly and uh everyone wants to know we get it in our discord when is the zero rb list dropping do we have a target date yeah those three pieces should come out next week that tends to be the week that i like to put it and then we'll have some articles about how to best deploy those guys in drafts and then also kind of the update after we get the sort of last pieces of information down the stretch because everybody should be drafting in the ffpc main event it's absolutely awesome you want to have a lot of teams like sort of across the time period but definitely have a lot of teams late so don't stop drafting it's gonna be a lot of fun and if you want to get some late teams in in vegas we'll be out in vegas we got a ship chasing party the friday after the first nfl game that thursday uh come join us and if for some reason two back-to-back nights of ship chasing main event drafts isn't enough for you well boy are you in for a treat because tomorrow night we are drafting with our friends we call it the penta team this is with hassan and blair we have drafted uh, extreme zero rb teams with those guys in the past in the football guys championship we have upgraded to a main event this year so that should be a great time we already have our email thread going there learning although about Blair players. surprisingly said his brand this year isn't going to be an extreme zero rb so we, there might be some surprises yeah. tomorrow we, so might might keep, be some... we might keep grinding these early running backs i know people are so disappointed with us well guess what guys everyone started drafting the wide receivers and forces <laughs> yeah. to take the running backs. well actually i 
I feel like we might need to to adjust and, and not get buried by the avalanche for the third night in a row, guys. It's been two nights in a row we got hit by an avalanche. I don't want to make it a third. Pete, I got, uh, I got one to leave. A, we'll leave the people with Pat's, Pat's requested meme. <laughs> this is the best I one. I mean, come on. I love how both high effort and low effort these memes are. I mean, the crop yeah. on this year is no. the most low. No, but don't don't discount the angle of Ben's face to where he's actually looking at the ass. I mean, that is an important detail that was nailed. Um, we appreciate you guys. If you're tuning in, like I said, we're going to be drafting main event teams uh, tomorrow night, a couple more next week, all the good stuff here on Ship Chasing. If for some reason you guys aren't checking out Sean's work on Rotoviz, you are truly missing out. I know he just also refreshed his full rankings as well. You can get access to those and the forthcoming zero RB article over at Rotoviz. Truly the best place to get your fantasy football ranks and information for the year. So for Sean, for Gretch, for Pat, I'm Pete. We got buried in the avalanche, but we survived. <laughs>